Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. If you're new to the show, we would just like to give you a few heads up before we start, let you know that we are not Joe Rogan, nor are we associated with Joe Rogan. Uh, None of the opinions expressed in this show represent uh, Joe Rogan or Jamie Vernon or anyone at the JRE team in any way, shape, or form. We're just three guys giving our humble opinions. Uh, The way the show works is very simple. We rate each episode as well as the week on a scale of one to five Jamie Vernons. And then uh, we deep dive into each episode and spend some time talking about some of the points they talked about uh, and giving our opinions on that. That's really it. There's not much else here. It's a podcast about a podcast. Uh, But we do hope you stick around and uh, we hope that you enjoy. So without further ado, let's get on with the show. Very, very prim, proper, correct? Just trying to get through it. Came ready to go, eh, Kamar? Welcome back to another episode of the Joe Rogan Experience Experience, a podcast about a podcast. Uh, I am Matt Floyd, joined as always by Kamar. Hello, loyal barbarians. And Simon. You forgot to go fuck yourself. I'm trying to be polite today. It's Sunday. It's God's day. I'm having a decent day. I've been up for a while. Namaste. Yeah. Simon, how are you? I'm good. Thank you, Matthew. Excellent. How was everyone's week, Kamar? Oh, just another week in paradise there, Matty. I can't think of anything special that happened to me. Just been working a little bit. And uh, actually, I, um, you know, I do the weather Monday to Friday yes, on Instagram. I, I'm aware of this. <laughs> I am aware of this. <laughs> and I put out um, if anyone's hiring. Yeah. And I got nothing. <laughs> oh, that's, I could have swore that story was going elsewhere. <laughs> I, but okay. I, this is a misdirection. Yeah, Were you work. hoping for weatherman jobs or just any jobs? Anything. The problem is that guy from Nova Scotia, Frankie, I, I'd hire him before you, no disrespect. He's That's just been fair. doing it longer, longer That's in fair. the game. That's really all it boils down there's to. There's a lot of competition out there. If I'm going for internet weather personalities, I'm saying. Hey, man, there's a guy in Toronto who's killing it, too. Actually? Yeah. <laughs> if, if the Matrix has any legs, it would be nice if, you know, Kamara could get a job in the weather field. Yeah, specifically the just weather. Just carrying field. equipment, even at this point. <laughs> yeah, well. Wire boy. No, I think that's how, um, what's that guy's name? That's how Oprah started. Not Oprah. He looks kind of like Oprah, but not Oprah. Terry Crews. No. He's a weatherman. Oprah. Oprah is a talk so- show. Oh, Al Roker. Al Roker. Thank you. He's on. not a weatherman. Al Roker is, is a weatherman, yeah. He did the weather for the Today that's Show. That's how he started. Did the weather? Well, that's how Oprah started. I said Oprah six times. Oprah started as a weather person? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought you were just fucking around because I, I was looking for a black person. You kept saying Oprah. Wow. Going away wow. in the water. <laughs> Ra- racist waters. Yeah. You are. Um, real quick. Matt. Before, yeah. I can't be racist. Because you're a Jew. Correct. Gotcha. I forgot how that backwards logic we, works. We're punching across, <laughs> okay, gotcha. not up or down. Gotcha. Uh, real quick before we get started, uh, to answer some questions I got this week, we did not get a cease and desist from Joe and Jamie. A lot of people have asked that, eh? Yeah. Uh, we just, I just made the new intro 
just to clear up some BS. I, we got we were getting a lot of emails from people that were pissed, thinking we somehow represented Joe or the show, or that we were ill representing ourselves. And I just got tired of answering them. So now you have a little disclaimer at the beginning. Uh, I don't think Joe or Jamie knows anything about us or who we are, so we're still in the clear there. Or could care less. Keep in mind, when and if we do get a cease and desist, you listeners will be the first to know. It'll go up on the Instagram, on the Reddit. It'll be. It'll a, go up on the wall. I can't a wait. Celebration. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Kamar knows where I'm at. That's recognition for sure. But w- what's going on with Zachary Hubbard? <laughs> oh, you want to talk about that? I don't. You want to spend two minutes on yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. No. Let's. Okay. Let's. It's more. It's it's it has uh, legs beyond the post show. I think. Sure. Well, for listeners, um, <laughs> I didn't know who Zachary Hubbard was until Saturday at about three a.m. Friday at about three a.m. For first off, we get quite a few emails for Joe just because we some get a couple a week. Yeah, but nothing know. like this. We've never had any. Well, well hold on. What Simon? Just to cut. Sorry to cut you up. What Simon <laughs> means is we get a lot of emails for Joe, not from fans. We get a lot of emails addressed to Joe from people looking to put their people on the show. So it'll usually be someone's manager agent. They'll usually email us saying, "Hey." You should have so-and-so Who on. should be fired because they oh, can't even get a fucking... 100%. Well, again, not even can't get an email right because I thought it might be similar. No, and you not, and I went through yeah, this. Yeah. It's not. They're just... They're J-R-E-E. vastly different emails. It's yeah. not even the same show. Anyways. Anywho, so yeah, like Kamar was saying, this guy, um, I as far as I can figure, got all his fans this... Uh, Zachary, Zachary Hubbard. Hubbard, who is this Gematria guy, which is some sort of system where you use numbers to predict. It's sad that we're actually giving him free world. advertisement and shout outs. Yeah, here, I mean, despite no, I, I, Kamara and I have both heard him on Tinfoil Hat before. It's not like he's some. Um, anyways, he obviously put out to his fans to try and get him on the Joe Rogan show, and we got the spill off of the guys who can get the email right well how many are they getting because i think that's people what, send out four emails five emails to addresses they hope to get to joe that's well, what, what I simon said and i that. said we were like imagine how many joe's actually getting like we're just getting the dumb ones we're getting the lower the low iq ones joe's getting probably thousands because this guy went on his patreon he's got thousands. he's got three thousand patreons i assume if we we got like 25 emails in the span of 10 fucking seconds. What, that's what the craziest thing to me was. I actually think they're all bots. Oh, and hear me out. I think he gave a time that everybody should. You think that was it? Yep. That's just weird because we have fans. If I put a call out being like, everyone needs to email Joe at this time. I think maybe I'm wrong. A, I think there's a difference between our, in quotations, fans. It's awfully thirsty the, of them though. This eh? guy's followers. Like these people are, you know. I hope he's not doing the that. The conspiracy network is... That's exactly what Well, happened. real quick. I hope it's just a coincidence. Come on, how real, could it be a coincidence? Hold on. Well, well, how, what is he doing? Like, everyone, I got to get on Joe Rogan. Come on, how, how could that be a coincidence? We get 25 emails all about this guy getting on Joe Rogan? Sorry, hold on. Ahead. No, just this is... It's so funny you say that, Kamar, because I said to Simon, I said, I had half a mind. I went looking for Zachary Hubbard's email myself because I was like, I'm going to fucking email this guy and tell him two things. One... We are definitely not Joe Rogan. And two, you're never We'd love ever, to have you on the show. You know, what I said was you're never getting on Joe that way, this in is, my opinion. This is the anti way to get on Joe Rogan, I think, is to try and um, browbeat him into submission, you know? But it's worse than that because think about it. Joe pays someone to do that and to read those emails. So you're not even browbeating Joe. You're browbeating the poor schmuck who has to read those, who right away is going to be like, uh, like, if I'm that guy, 
I'm never even letting Joe know. Oh, no, I for sure am. And I'm saying to Joe, listen, this Dramatria guy never gets yeah, on sure. the program. My point you is, know? but his intent has got to be just to like promote himself, right? Of course. Like it's, there's not some that depressing gym- thing he has to get no, to Joe that, that'll save well, humankind. It's a lot about Kobe. Because I think he predicted Kobe through his number system. But I don't know if you remember that tinfoil, but to my recollection, he sells a system. Food rationing? No, no, no. No, like he sells a, a, a number, number system, system that'll let you pick winners. Winners in sports and stuff. So no, he's a snake oil salesman. Thank you, Kamar. So all I'm saying is, you know, he probably has some people who are loyal to him, those 3,000 people who have, you know, whatever, bought his system. Well, hold on. I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to guess that this guy is a total asshole. That's a guess. I know nothing about him. The only reason I say that is because, again, if this was his way of getting on Joe Rogan, terribly done. I also agree but disagree with you. I think he wants to go on for the clout. I think he wants a bigger following. But I really believe from the, the tone I got from all the emails was that of um, people were almost like, okay. I bet I bet you won't have Zachary Hubbard on to discuss the real issues because okay. you're afraid to debate this guy. Like a lot of them were coming at it from an angle where I think he's on his show being like, Joe won't have me on because he's too afraid to, de- to debate me about like this, that, and the next. I just, the vibe I got from reading all those emails and I've read most of them was that this guy's just a dick. That sounds stupid. I don't think so. Um, just from what I heard of him, he wasn't like, and I, I mean, look, he's claiming that he can use an ancient number system to predict yeah, modern yeah. day events. Like, he's either Ashtray's incredibly number. fucking brilliant and is hooked into um, Gematria, <laughs> whatever, or the guy's a snake oil salesman. But either way, I don't think uh, from the emails, I got the impression that he probably just said. I want to be on this show and his fans sound like dicks. But shouldn't he be a millionaire? I was just about to say, let me ask you both this. I think if he- you could pick the winners to every sports event, or even if you, let's say even as a gambler, I know if you have a 75% win rate, that is bananas. So let's say this guy had a 75% win rate. Like Kamar said, he'd be filthy fucking rich and he wouldn't need a podcast with Patreon members. Like he would just be out there rich. Just living his life. At least that's what I would do. I wouldn't start a podcast telling everyone else how to do it. Would and you? I, w- I wouldn't uh, send someone uninundated with emails to get me on a show. I wouldn't. I wouldn't need the exposure. I would think. I should really double check if um, he did that though. If he did what? Got rich or no? No, has a system that he's selling. Oh, it's Hersey. I don't think he's selling it. I think he, I. Again, I think he's not selling the system as much as he's just like out there. Sp- Road, like just I well, don't know. unless I'm getting confused, the guy who was on um, oh, he was actually foil, selling a system. Well, he wasn't selling it on, but he was saying, you know, if you want more information about this, you have to come and to my website. I don't just yeah, yeah. give it out, yeah. you know. It just seems Why awfully is desperate. What, what's what is happening? that? Kamar, your phone. It's Kamar, yeah. Yeah. Sorry for the technical difficulties. No, listeners. no, I don't even know if that'll come through on the recording, but it's definitely the yeah. Anyway. Electronics. All right. Well, that was a good little intro. We we hit on some. So, Gematria, just oh. for your information, it's yeah. not his thing. It's a alphanumeric code of assigning numerical value to a name, word, or phrase based on its letter. A single word can yield multiple values depending on the cipher used. So, it's like uh, the Jewish um, 
alphabet how every sure we've but, talked about yeah, this. yeah but what does this have to do with sports betting or any of like i think he then uses that system to somehow I, i'm just saying i don't think gematria is his i i, I thought it was his system but gotcha. i think he's somehow manipulated it to uh either way we've officially given this guy about seven minutes more than i ever wanted to give yeah, him fucked up that was, this is the, uh, yeah i'm sorry sorry no it's no one's fault i just i wasn't even going to bring this guy up because i was like we're automatically sending people just out of curiosity, one of our listeners might go check this guy's fucking junk out. So I'll let him do it. Maybe it's got a great podcast. Maybe you never know. Maybe the guy's secretly onto something. I'll never know because I was so bothered by the emails that I'm not going to check his shit out. Yeah, I mean, unless he's a guest on the show, in which case they're taking up our bandwidth. Dude, Keep that in mind too. I want to point research. that out. All the emails came in Friday at 3 a.m., which I felt was a real dickish time to blow anyone's email up, even Seem if it's coordinated. even if it's midnight Pacific time real chauncey move <laughs> that being said if we do sorry if we do end up seeing him on rogan though mm-hmm. then you'll know that all it takes is a mass email well if we end up seeing him on rogan <laughs> we're just gonna get all of our people together and we're gonna fucking blast that email matrix anyway let's move on we actually have a week to discuss here short week short week short week only two guests correct two non-mmas that is correct matthew Kamar, you want to run them down for us? Yeah, well, there was two MMAs and two regular episodes, uh, but we only do the regular episodes. So we're starting with uh, the last comic to be passed by Missy Shore, 1426, Justin Martindale. And then we have Easy on the Eyes, 1427, Melissa Chen, everything Barry Weiss wish she could be. (laughs) (laughs) I knew something like that was coming. For the record, I listened to Rashad Evans. You had to, didn't you? What do you mean I had to? Well, because you you were interested in the John Jones Reyes to see what Joe th- thought about it, because that was the the first podcast after I believe. I mean, I didn't really care. I heard Joe talk. I I heard Joe mention enough stuff on the UFC that I didn't really, I didn't care. I think it was more out of boredom, Kamar. I also listened to it to Kamar because I had nothing else to listen. And it to. was interesting. They didn't really talk about fighting. Oh, so you listened to it too? Yeah, the mushroom talk was what that was the thing. Once they started in on the mushrooms, I was like, okay, I might be able to. This might be very palatable. He's like got into spirituality. And I think any fighter should do that just to fix their brain. You know, I was thinking that maybe the MMAs, maybe they shouldn't even be JREs. Maybe it should be a separate um, URL or it's no, not a URL. Because we know, we but, know why uh, he does it. It's You keep the same listener base. There's no point mm-hmm. in separating it. It's smart what he does. He calls them MMAs to let people know. He said he was going to do that, yeah. And the ones that, and like, think about it. The one guy that he had on that was supposed to be an MMA, they talked only about his past, and Joe decided this is not an MMA. The problem, though, that I see is that because they're the same, Joe in his head maybe then thinks, um, well, it's five episodes this week. It's all good. You know what I mean? That only applies to us three. No, no, it applies to lots of people. Lots of people don't like MMA episodes and want more than two Rogans a week. We're not the only people who yeah, are but interested oh, in Yeah, but I'm with show. Kamar where I don't think he looks at it like that. I don't think he has the time to look at it like that. I think for him, he's like, I'd like to release five podcasts this week. Yeah. And then, but that's it. It has nothing to do with, M- for him, an MMA is a podcast. Yeah, I agree. <coughs> if if we if it wasn't like that, if it had its separate channel, then you're saying a, it would force him to do five real ones. Not necessarily five, so. but four or three. You know, I don't think so. Well, we'll never know, will we? There's only so much time in a week. It feels like he was busy this week too, because both the podcasts that we did listen to were under three hours, and he both ended up like, I got to get out of here. Well, first of all, anytime there's a UFC, we always know that he's most likely gone from like Thursday night until you know what I mean. So there's not going to be like a Robert Downey Jr. on a Saturday. We know that. Um, 
Listen, you know, it's funny because when there's crazy seven guest weeks, we complain. When there's one guest weeks, we complain. There's no real, I guess, four guests. We can't win. Yeah, four. And I, I, it's like in his head, he did four this week. It's not, he did, I only did two. That's what I'm saying. I, that's the problem. I get it. But I'm just like, I look at it like this guy doesn't owe me shit. No, yeah. of course not. Yeah. But he owes all his other loyal listeners. But I think you're forgetting, too, that like, this is what I find weird. The two of us, excluding Kamar, we watch the UFC. Mm-hmm. Like, we probably watch every one of them. Yeah. I do, at least. You yeah. probably watch 90%. And you know what? If his MMA episodes were an hour instead of three hours, I would listen to every one of them. Well, no, this is where I disagree. See, for us, it's that because we're not fighters. So when he gets into the real technical stuff, you know, like I can imagine you just totally tuning out. But I mean, even me, who's interested in the UFC, a lot of that technical stuff, I'm just like, I don't care. I wonder what percentage of listeners tune out as we do. The three of us tune out. Well, you know, this week you listen to Rashad Evans, but see it as I forget. I'm not going to listen to it because we're applying this to do our podcast. But I, I bet most people listen to all of them. Well, that's where I disagree. I, I think disagree. it's. I also, Kamar, think it depends. Like, let's say he had Connor on for an MMA. That's going to be one of the biggest episodes ever, hands down. But if he has like a, you know, like I bet Stylebender's numbers were probably triple that of a normal MMA. I just think I'm an anomaly as uh, listening to Joe Rogan and not being that interested in fighting. No, I don't agree with that. Like tons of girls listen to Joe Rogan. I don't think they're listening to the MMA as much. Well, I just Why not? That. Why, why wouldn't girls? Plenty of women in the UFC. Or WWE. the numbers sure. are lower. Listen, we all agree. Across all the board, wonder. across the board, we don't have to wonder. We can go on the YouTube and look at the numbers. I, I agree with Kamar. I believe most people don't listen to the MMAs. So there we go. We have that. Yeah, so we're all in agreement. Yeah. Agreement. But that's not what Kamar said. Kamar said he thinks that most people listen to the MMA. Oh, is that what he said? Yeah, I, I say most people just listen to Joe Rogan. But you and I are in agreement. Yeah. The majority of people that listen to it, whether at work or whatever, it's just a habit. It's like, oh, an MMA. Well, I'm with you on that at least, where if you, there's a lot of people that don't have multiple podcasts, as in <laughs> to listen to. So they might just be like, well, I'm all caught up on everything. For me, it's like I, I listen to all the sports podcasts, and there's other podcasts I enjoy as well. So, unless I have the time, it's so weird how you, you get in a podcast and then you hear about a son on a podcast. So, you listen to that episode, so you subscribe to that podcast, you start listening to it, but then you stop listening to it because of a bad episode or whatever. It's really killed my books on tape, though. Like in the summer when I was working fucking 60 hours a week, I could listen to a lot of podcasts and get a book or two in. Now I seem to only be getting podcasts in. What's up, Simon? Go ahead. Let's get into this, though. Martindale. Martindale. 1426. Justin Martindale. Never heard of him before. I, th- I thought this was sort of like a... almost went into like a TMZ on Joe Rogan. How so? Well, they're just talking about Britney Spears, the Kardashians. Okay, yeah. And I also find this guy is very confrontational. Because he started off the podcast telling a story about how he yelled at a woman on a plane for coughing. Yeah. And then he also yelled at Chloe Moretz for uh, yeah being on her phone in the movie theater. And I'm sure there's a whole bunch of stuff in between. Like he seems like that a call out guy, not call out culture, but he. Well, I'll just call you on your shit. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. But I don't think I've ever. No, that's a lie. I'd say seventy five percent of the gay people I've met are big on calling you on your shit. Yeah. No. No. I. I didn't. You had to say gay, but well, uh, maybe they feel like they can because they're a minority, kind of like me and being Jewish, right? I can. <laughs> call you out on all your racist shit because yeah. i've been oppressed for so long oh yeah i mean yeah. your oppression is like you wear it on your Pal- sleeve palatable of course yeah 
and uh, uh, white guys don't feel like they should call anyone out because they're the enemy. Well, we're not. We can't call anyone out. That's it. Yeah, you two are in a fucking whole fucked. heap of trouble. We're fucked. We're fucked. Well, not Kamar. Kamar's not white. Matt, you, Mini Budacic over there, whole heap of trouble. Well, if I'm Mini Budacic, then aren't I gay? Yeah, I don't know if he's actually gay or not, or that's just part of what the is whole, this? Um, Budacic. That guy ticks every box necessary to be the perfect. Uh, progressive, yeah, it's progressive, gross. progressive candidate, candidate. It's t- it's totally gross, dude. Being gay, he loses fifty percent of the vote almost yeah. overnight. He's a fucking um Democrat, but Democrats. I get it, but what I'm saying though is, okay. yeah, I know, but he's not I, going for those votes, Matt. No Republicans are voting. They're for just him. going for the leadership of the Democratic Party to fight Donald Trump. But I think the Democrats don't realize that uh, they eventually will have to appeal to the Republicans, and they, they you see like they That's don't. That's my point. Think, yes, don't absolutely. We are again in total agreement that the Democrat Party is totally short-sighted. But my point was just that what I'm saying to you is the long con for Buttigieg should be, or for any Democrat, is exactly what, I, what Kamar just said. I'm not should. actually gay. <laughs> That's well. Maybe that he'll pull that out as soon as he gets. He's if he gets president. the nomination, he gets caught in like an all in the straightest, the straightest orgy. whorehouse yeah, ever. Yeah, the straightest whorehouse in Texas. Yeah. I may be speaking out of turn, but I just realized. Um, if you were to ask me, I'd give this week a three. Oh my god! I'm looking at the fucking board too. Like it's right there. The wow. board is right there. What is no? You know right what? You happens, are speaking so. out. Of well, turn, no, no. Hold sir. on. Hold on. Matt and I discussed this, and we're doing it hold at on. the end now. No, no, no. Hold on. In <laughs> this week, this week in my defense, we got caught up with fucking Gematria, which I wasn't expecting. Hubbard. Yeah. So my apologies. Uh, I ran out of pages. That's guess. wicked embarrassing. Wicked embarrassing. Can I, uh, can I borrow your book there? And you know, I gotta say, did you just notice that we forgot that? Yeah. Okay. Fine. Fair enough. I thought you knew the whole time. No, no, I, wow. I could not do that. What I don't week have those is it, skills. Kay? 69, dude. Was, oh, this is your week, Kamar. This is my week. Because, Kamar, I was like, if you were just sitting on that, you're a, a big problem. <laughs> yeah, like, we have a problem. No. This is a very special episode. I didn't realize. Okay, anyway, we apologize. Kamar, what did you write the week? Three. Simon? Um, three. Uh, Yeah. We have an agreement there, too. Ooh, this is going to be a boring episode. Yeah, it yeah. really is. Well, what are we going to do? He gave us two. He gave us a comedian and a and a three, Chinese. Three, three. Whoa, Matt. What? Whoa. You didn't even let me finish my <laughs> comment. Like, I said Chinese and you woed me. Uh, is she, 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 I don't think she's Chinese. She's from she was, Singapore. Yeah. I wasn't even done. I wasn't <laughs> oh. saying she was Chinese. Like, you motherfuckers. <laughs> this is the problem with the culture we live in, is that someone gets one word out of their mouth. Like, hold on. Yeah. Jump to the gun. Uh, if the next word wasn't genius, then we have a problem. Well, either way, she's a Singaporean <laughs> genius, so fuck off. Where were we? We were at uh, Justin Martindale. Oh, I know, but where exactly? We were in the middle of a point, and then you mentioned that I fucked the, another episode up. Whatever. Is that all we had to do? Yeah, that's all we had to do. <laughs> Perfect. I got to yeah. start the show. I just missed right the We week. were talking about how he was gay, and... No, we hammered that one home pretty hard. Oh, calling people out. He called people out. Yeah. He was a call people out. And we were saying that gay people can call people out because they're gay. But, right. Because uh, they're straight white men can't call people out. So maybe as I was listening, I'm, I noticed it and it probably is nothing. The weird thing to me, it has nothing to do with race or sex. I don't care about any of that. Like my my thing about like calling someone out like that is then I feel like I'm just as big an asshole as them, especially in a movie theater, because now you've made a scene. Someone someone seven rows back to the right might not have even noticed her on her phone. But now I've stood up and been like, hey, 
You know what I mean? And now there's now their movies. Oh, it's still disruptive. Well, I think that that's also just the difference between you know somebody who would write a bad review and somebody who wouldn't. You you know what I mean? Like some people just are like that shitty. I'm gonna move on with my life, and some people are like, no, I have to express my emotions that's my right blah blah you know so dude you and the bad reviews no no i sorry it was just it was just uh, (laughs) i have so many terrible experiences out there in the world in the world we all do this is what i'm saying like if i spent all my time just writing bad reviews i'd never get anything done you know what a waste of time what a waste of time it's because it's not on paper there's no value to it. You know what I mean? It's so easy. and so disposable. I wanted to say back to Rob Kearney. Remember our gay power lifter? Yeah, yeah. And Joe was so interested in how he knew he was gay. Yeah. But then with Justin Martindale, he didn't. I, I just that will always stick out in my head why he, he asked him that. Well, he did ask uh, Martindale some weird questions, too. About but hold like on. Whether he'd like to take it in the butt. and uh, No, how did you find out you were gay? Yeah, but Kamar, I think maybe you're forgetting, too, that maybe after he asked that, maybe a lot of people in his personal life were like, dude, when you asked him, oh, like, uh, maybe they said to him, you know, that's not the kind of question you can really ask. He's someone. also friends with this guy and maybe they've had that conversation before and he maybe just that, met Rob. Maybe Kearney. that's his go-to question for every gay. Yeah. And like Simon said, he just, he already got that one out of the way. Both are possible. It'll always just stick out in my head. You are right though. Why did he ask the masculine bodybuilder how he knew he was gay, but like the comedian, he was just like, and, and, and to no end, I don't need to know anything. It just, Stuck out to me. Like, yeah, yeah, oh, fair was, enough. That was odd. I mean, it's a good and I address in that podcast. What do you guys think is going on with the coronavirus? No one knows. I know that. There's a reason why it is man-made. And they say it came from a fish market where someone got a bat or blood on him or something. Or Somebody person. fucked a dead mackerel. And this but is the, where the we're Center at. for De- Disease Control apparently is right across the street from the fish market. Like I said last week, if you say something different from what the uh, Chinese authorities are communicating, it's seven years in jail. And as we know in the uh, next podcast, China is crazy. Yeah, well, we'll get to that. But here's my question. Why would you ever, like, what kind of terrible city planning is it to put a fish market across from the CDC? That's, that's, I think in China, you're just, everything's on top of each other. Just man. I, still, they, it just works out. They way. have the orphanage next to the uh, coyote uh, farm and they, you know, they're but just could, not thinking shit out over there. You've got to imagine, um, you know, the dingo farm. Sorry. I think in a situation where you have a virus or whatever like this, information is everything. And with their controlled internet over there, like it's. I also find it kind of weird. I get it. The timing, it was made months ago, maybe a year ago, but like. Netflix came out with a show, like a documentary series called Pandemic, like the second the coronavirus dropped, almost like it was like almost to the day. Yeah, like they were sitting on it, just waiting for something they knew was going to happen to happen in order to make some money. Hmm. There's Interesting. Some, there's something well, that's not like, how Netflix uh, works, though. Is it not, Matt? 72 million people are now quarantined in China. Again, I just, where are we getting any of this information from? The Chinese? Again, this is like the bear telling you that they don't run very well down the hill, you know? Well, I'll say this. If the Chinese are telling us 72 million are quarantined, it's probably closer to like 300 million. I heard on the news this morning that it's the third straight day where they've had a decrease in cases. So So that'd be good. Coronavirus over. (laughs) 
Let's no, hope. no. Sorry, I, I'm not trying to be facetious. I'm just saying, like, look, we all have um, so much different information. Every news station has a different story. If it comes from what they say is coming from China, it's one thing. Everywhere else in the world says it's not a big deal. Like, what the hell is going on here, man? I heard some stupid thing, of course, from Eddie Bravo that. Um, the whole thing is just to make Trump look bad, to destabilize. Um, like it, well, the whole thing that sparked them talking about it is Joe wanted to talk about the footage of the spraying. Did you see that? Yeah, but again, that's my point, right? Like, So this brings me back. One of the very first things I saw was this doctor, you know, that she was like this rogue doctor who was getting up and telling how it really was. And at this point there were like 30,000 people in quarantine and 10,000 cases of reported whatever, you know? And so she's talking, she's got a mask on. There's a bunch of like people in suits behind her, uh, hazmat suits or whatever. And it's just subtitles underneath it. And, and it's reading, you know, terrible, blah, 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 whatever it is, or good, blah, blah. I don't even remember what she was saying. My point is, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's what's going on because some guy is writing subtitles underneath a woman wearing a mask. This is crazy. This is crazy. Well, what I was trying to say before you cut me off there is um, they showed they showed there was drones and that was going to be your water force spraying, whatever they're spraying, if they're spraying disinfectants or whatever. Did you see how long he sat on that? What do you mean? To tell me that I cut him off? Well, no, I was just saying the footage of the drones, and then I let you yeah. finish. What was I supposed to do? Where is the show? Where's the open <laughs> forum. We don't got much to talk about. But that would be that would be it. Twenty thousand drones with some sort of fire retardant. Some sort of fire retardant. Like whatever you put. What in he's a, talking about uh, is like uh, if oh, you could get drones. a disinfectant foam that killed the disease, yeah, yeah. you would just get drones sure. out there. If that's what they're doing, like Joe didn't think there was anything to it, but again, I think I saw like twenty thousand drones or two thousand drones lift a eighteen wheeler. Like just off the ground, but I'm not worried until they ground all air flight because of the coronavirus. Yes, which we I think two weeks ago thought they should have. I said they should have. Did oh. you see that that cruise ship yes. tried to dock in like 18 different ports? They all refused, and then finally, like Ethiopia let them land. Finally, dude, where's the brother to love? No, but I, I like again. Never get on a cruise ship. Period. Yeah, you're fucking like this should definitely you know what? Maybe this is good for the world because we need to get rid of these cruise liners. We've said this before. The amount of uh, pollution they give out. Um, Hopefully this will destroy the, the industry. cruise industry. Just so many people. You're forgetting that like escape planes crash. So people just look at it like, well, what? One cruise ship got stuck out there for a while. That's ah, not going to happen to me. The same reason most people get on a plane, Simon. Speaking of planes. Did you? Sorry. Did you hear that kid in Toronto got up on a plane and said, uh, I just got from Wuhan, China, and I, I'm feeling sick? And they landed the plane, and then he came out and said, I just did it to try to create controversy and get views on YouTube. I just did it to get a $50,000 fine. <laughs> He's an idiot. I wonder all. what that fine is. Fifty grand. Guaranteed. I bet Nothing it's less than, than that. that. Well, I was going to say more than that. To more than the views he's getting. To land a plane and like, I don't know. I, I bet you that's like $200,000. I feel like it could be a crime too. Yeah. No, but that's what I'm saying. They'll find Charges you. on top it's of fine. It's a charge and a $50,000 fine. Guaranteed. It's Idiot. a $10,000 fine for smoking in the lavatory. That's just another dumb Canadian. Oh, it was a Canadian kid too. Nice. Good for him. Yeah. All for the clout. What were we talking about before you interrupted me? Uh, wow. Coronavirus and uh, misinformation and what do we know? Mm. 
travel bands. Oh, no, the, the crews, boat, the crews. Which we're going to rescue the, them right now. We are the Canadians. Canada. Yeah, we're going the to Canadians get, yeah. on that boat. They're sending oh, a boat, boat to get them. But we already sent the plane to get the yes, uh, to get out the of China. China. China yes. They went to um, wherever. Meanwhile, they keep them in quarantine for like two weeks. And the virus has a 28-day incubation period. So Again, what do we know? Is it supposed to be on the host three weeks? Like three days? I think that's what Joe said. I don't know. But uh, it sounds like it's a lot worse than it. I feel like it's a lot worse than it is as a sickness. You know, sometimes they say these things only kill young and older people mm-hmm. with weak immune systems. I think it might be worse than that. I wish we had some idea of how bad this was. Cause then I guess just prepare for the worst, right? Yeah. Hope for the best, prepare for the worst. Simon, if there's 72 million people quarantined, you should assume it's pretty bad. That's just a good assumption. Strong assumption. That's if those people are actually quarantined, man. Why would China lie? I don't know. I, I don't know why. If anything, they would lower the numbers was my point. Because right? they're all about their perception. That's what I'm saying. So they'd be like, listen, there's not that many people sick. Again, if it's a thing to try and make Trump look bad or to How does hurt- it make Trump look bad? Because I don't, I don't know, man. Just well, you listen world, to Eddie Bravo. What did he say? Out. Who fucking knows the world? But you listen to it. I'm asking you. I like, kind of half listen. <laughs> okay, it. well, my point is he just like the world's flat, so the virus can get around a lot easier. <laughs> yeah, of course. All right, well, let's it's get back to Martindale. Like slices. What did we decide? Oh, one slice in the middle, surrounded by water space. I really like that, by the way. Yeah, it's I can't remember. Be true. I can't remember half of the bullshit. The we only say. problem. Oh, I, I guess it would be like a glass ball that surrounds all of that. That's or what we something. said, yes. Because then how does the water not just fall off the bottom? Oh, there's a way around that. There's an easy explanation for that. We'll think of it. Can we get back to Martindale, though? Because China's going to come up a shitload in the second That's true. Half, That's so true. We'll be un- I don't un- think un-invaded. we need to. Well, well it's a big country. So, so I mean, there's a lot to talk about. What about Martindale, though? They just talked about everything. He doesn't have a... Is it the gay? But he had no Texas accent. Yeah, no, no, no. I didn't even know he was from Texas. Well, so is, it, throat so, the fucking... so is Jamie Foxx. I don't detect his Texas accent. I guess you're right. Uh, maybe it's like Austin. rural. Maybe it's like rural Texas. But if you're from like Houston, no. But even then, Houston rappers have like yeah, crazy all accents. All rappers yeah, have I crazy guess. accents. Yeah, maybe. Let me ask you guys a question. If you knew that your piss, your piss water, was being filtered amazingly, like a thousand percent. Yeah. Would you then be okay with drinking it? Like if that was part of our system? Yeah. You would? We already do that. Aren't we? You think? Yeah. Well, they're talking about samples in the water, yeah. I forget who I was talking to, but they can see a rise of drugs in the water quality on weekends. Like people are pissing out cocaine. You know what I mean? You don't hold this stuff in your body. Simon, have you not seen the video? This gentleman created this like powder that you put in water. He demonstrates it. He ta- he has like a bucket of the muddiest, muckiest water you've I've ever seen. seen. It, yeah. And he puts the shit in the yeah, yeah, and he shakes it, it around. Yeah. yeah. So I'm saying like that to me, like there's no, yeah, but that's in Africa, man. What do you mean? That's in Africa where they were doing that. That was like a, okay. My point is I imagine that my piss and African water are on the same level of not great to drink. So what I'm saying is if you're filled, like, yeah, okay. So but you actually think that they're doing that here? They're filtering oh, you can't, piss water? You, you don't want to know that. You don't want to walk around knowing that. Well, I was just asking you a hypothetical Sewage question treatment. like if this yeah. in a dystopian future was the case. No. I didn't realize that you guys actually thought that we're drinking piss I water. I think we're we're drinking shit water too. 
Yeah, I assume that... Uh, I don't think so, man. I think I, so. Really? Well, first of all, you're forgetting. Where do you think all the shit and piss goes? Do you think they just put it somewhere in a vat? Or do you not think that it ends up pretty much back in the water, which we end up drinking anyway? You know what, Matt? I never thought about it before. Bird shit, fish Where shit. Where all the shit and piss water <laughs> goes. I assume that every city had like a giant toilet that it all went to. And that to. flushes to somewhere else? The like ocean? I don't know. So We're not drinking ocean water. Well, in a way we are like, listen, we drink all the water, like it all, anything that evaporates up comes back down as rain. And you know, like it's all cyclical. Is it not? I get it that you're like, we drink fresh water, but Hmm. I've always thought it'd be cool to follow a storm. Like, you know what I mean? Say we're here and a storm comes in and rains. It keeps going. Does it go all around the world? Sometimes sometimes they just just dissipate. Does it? Yeah, Yeah. Does it? You well, know, it would be cool to like it? attach a camera to like a condom and flush it down the toilet mm-hmm. and watch the. Couldn't you just flush a camera at that point? Sure, that's it has to be attached. I thought the condom, condom was funny, but whatever. <laughs> but you have to have like some it's sort like of feed uh, that it's sending Wi-Fi. The Adventures of Corey the Condom, you know. Kamar, what you could do is put a small GPS on a like a hero, like a I guess even a smaller one, like those little square ones they have and maybe flush that and attach that to the condom well no because what he's saying is you have to go back and get the footage well you're gonna find the camera at the end of the drain when your condom finally comes to its end yeah but how do you know where that is because you have a fucking gps on it man yeah, that's what. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I just don't even know why this is even a debate. That was a, that was a disagreement. I don't understand what's happening. This is like we're trying to move a desk, but we're both pushing in the yep. same direction. Pivot. <laughs> have, have you guys ever been by the ocean after uh, it rains? It's disgusting. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe he's talking about a guy got sick. So he didn't know you're not supposed to swim. When I lived in Australia, yeah. when it rained, like you, the beach was disgusting and there was debris and everything, all the washout. Did I ever tell you my Rochester story? No. We went to Rochester when I was, I don't know, 10 years old or something. I have no idea why. Is that the home of Kodak? I think uh, that's what Rochester I don't know. Yeah. I only have two memories of it. One was that I got the... He-Man bad guy battle cat. Okay. You know, the purple the green one. one? Yeah, yeah. No, it, it was purple. Oh. Battle bad cat guy, yes, was yes, green, yes, the yes, bad yes, one. Yes, my bad. So I got that and it rained and there were like tens of thousands of dead moles that oh, all drowned. That's traumatic. And that was just like normal day in Rochester. Hmm. What's your other memory? Oh, the that ba- was it. The, the moles ba- and the, the battle, battle cat. cat. Gotcha. Yeah. You have a third memory of Rochester. And the House of Guitars is in Rochester. Everyone everyone who grew up in Ottawa and watched TV. Chuck E. Cheese. No, no. We went Jane to Chuck Grocery. Cheese. They're in our Reynolds Street. No, Chick no. Lock, Lockport's Gambino yeah, yeah, Ford. Push, pull, or drag I know in. all those questions. Yeah, I didn't see that place, though. Oh, and the House of Guitars. All I remember is, uh, oh, yeah, the House of Guitars. Yeah. Those were crazy ads. Always right before Silent Live. And that's all, where I get the um, connection. Hmm. Okay, what else do I got here? Um, he tried to drop uh, Zeitgeist, eh? Yeah. He was like, if you, if you ever seen Zeitgeist, and I think that was the big bang of conspiracies. He was talking about a I certain loose Zeitgeist movie. Oh, not, not, he wasn't the, talking not the original? About the Zeitgeist movie. Oh. Yeah. What do you mean? There's one movie that's called Zeitgeist. Well, there's two sequels to it as well. Right. I think he was talking about 
I don't think he was talking about that movie because he mentioned like a specific. No, I think he was talking about one of the sequels. Maybe one of the sequels. But have you guys watched it? Yeah, I watched all three of them. A long yeah. time ago. I know. When I first watched it, I almost lost my mind. Yeah, but when all I. All the conspiracy. Yeah, but I also had to do the normal thing where after I watched it, I sat back with a level head and was like, well, how much of this is true, too? Well, I don't have a level like? head. For me, it was <laughs> if one thing's true, it's all true. Fair enough. I get you. But, Kamar, uh, for me, it was loose change. Know. Yep. That was, but you change Fahrenheit 911. Like, but I don't, yeah, I guess, yeah. Loose change to me, though, was a true conspiracy movie. How long ago is it? Loose change must have come out in like 2000, fuck, three, four, five. I was going to say one, but yeah, sure. So, so you think it came out the year the towers went down? No, maybe the year after that. So, (laughs) i.e., it's um, before podcasts. Basically, I would assume so. And so yeah. that's the thing that where I've been talking about the Sam Tripoli's, the Tim Dillon's. Well, I guess not really Tim Dillon, but all these conspiracy podcasts were born 2005 from watching these documentaries on conspiracies. But now the communities were forming and now they have a common place to meet on podcasts. Well, before it used to be message boards mm-hmm. and now people can talk in real life. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a crazy story. So I moved to New York in 2006, which was the five year anniversary of 9-11. And I moved there. September 7th so we had to go like find a place so me and my mom spent the week in New York trying to get me an apartment and September 11th she's like we should go down and pay our respects and see what's going on down there so we went down to ground zero five years after and there's a fucking massive um, I think Alex Jones was there 9-11 was an inside job like march going on so there was probably like fifty thousand people in black marching down wall street uh like yelling at all the banks and me and my mom got caught up my mom was like where are all these people going i was like i don't know she was like let's walk with them and see what's going on so you joined the protest well dude we ended up yeah so we're walking and then like 10 minutes in they start chanting 9-11 was an inside job and mom's like what are they saying and i was like they're saying that the government was part of 9-11 and she was like I don't think I should be here. I work for the like yoink. Well, my mom's like, I work for the government. I don't think I should be here. And I was like, yeah, probably right. Ma. I tried to watch uh, flight 93. Well, that's the biggest crock of shit. And I just, I I couldn't, well, I couldn't. You shouldn't even give that movie the time. I could like it starts there in the, they're building the, the um, plot or the creating the the story, and I was and the like, whole time you're like this. the whole time you're like the U.S. government took this plane down for sure. Not not even that. Just uh, what am I watching this for? A like, thousand percent. Anybody with any common sense, like I I I don't even know what my opinion is on the whole 9-11, but that I knew right that the day it happened. You know what I mean? I was like, this is ridiculous. This story is ridiculous. The weirdest thing for me is that I said to myself, the U.S. definitely took that plane down. And I sat back and I said, I'm not certain I have a huge problem with it either. Well, no, because it's one of the toughest decisions I'm sure anyone in the government had to make. And it's a tough decision to live with knowing that you're killing 200 plus Americans and it's not one that goes over well, which is why they had to lie about it. But if you know you're saving thousands, potentially thousands of lives, how do you not? Well, yeah, it's that age old thing, right? Like if you can kill um, the, the 15 people who are on the bus and that bus doesn't kill a thousand people. I mean, it's weird though to me that, they're okay with the narrative of the people on the plane making the decision to like take it down in the name of not hurting other Americans. But the idea that the government would do it is like, just can't happen. You know what I mean? So like, as long as the people on that plane made the decision, it's okay. But 
Yeah, because it's all about the narrative. I get it. I understand. The whole whole thing's just too fishy. Even the Pentagon. There's no way a plane flew into the Pentagon. How do they not have cameras outside the Pentagon? It's the fucking Pentagon. Well, they say they have footage of it. But where is the where is the wreck? That one camera. No, why? They say they had that one camera that was like on the street that actually caught it. They say they have it. I mean, I don't buy it either. But the the, the plane like would have to. Kamar, I uh, be flying so it's just ridiculous. I, I, I don't want to get into this whole uh, I agree with zeitgeist. You. Check it out. I've also flown into Dulles Airport in DC, so I understand more of like I'll say this. Any city you fly into other than Vegas, you assume you're landing well outside the city, right? Yeah. Like even when we landed in Vegas, my sister goes she was like, Where are we landing? And I was like, Oh, probably in the desert somewhere. And then we started flying over the strip and I was like, Oh, I'm dead wrong. The plant the airport's like right in the middle. DC's like that as well. Like when you fly in, you see the National Monument. You see, uh, what's the fucking, where's, where do they bury all the soldiers? What's it called? Arlington. Arlington. You, you, dude, you can see all that shit from your window. So like, I get what you're saying, but I also understand that it's, I don't know. I don't understand. Wait, what's your point? The airport's My right point in the middle of the city? You're, yeah. Like you're, when you fly into Dallas, it's not, it, what I'm saying is like, his argument is it's, I get it. It's very tough to fly low like that. It's not it's not more than like a three-story building. So flying into Manhattan and hitting a big building, I could probably do that. It's high up. That's what I'm saying because you're hit, you know, I get what Kamar is saying. To fly a plane into a building that low is incredibly difficult. I'm also just saying, though, that, you know, when you're flying into D.C., it's pretty much right there. Did you see the footage of that plane landing in... In crosswind? It's insane. And it... It's like sideways. Sideways. So then, I, so are the wheels like... Do they pivot? Are they prepared for that? Or how? why doesn't it flip there? I'm not an aerospace engineer. I think because the back wheels hit first and that straightens the plane out immediately. Fuck that. Fuck that, man. That's what I said. Well, what's that. crazy is like you could be, think, think about being a pilot. <coughs> you have all your hours. Even Let's say you've been a pilot for like five years and you've never encountered a crosswind at landing. Imagine your first one. Like, they're like, you have to bring this plane down. Weather's getting bad. There's a crosswind, 40 knots. Like, Dude, I'd be shitting. That's fucked. What about landing on the water? Nope. There's no landing on the water. A guy did yeah, it. Sully did it. Well, Sully, yeah. I, there's been other successful, like smaller aircraft have successfully. Well, I, I mean, we've been over this before. Like I used to always think that flying over the ocean was the best way to do it because you have a way better chance of Just landing possible. on the water. That's not at all true. Jumping out the door You're right before it hits. You're way better off landing in the fucking forest than you are in the ocean. Way better. Way better. Well, first of all, it's the same thing. The ocean becomes like uh Oh, it's concrete. The water is concrete. But you're also in the fucking ocean, you know? I saw the craziest photo of... It was a, a Coast Guard rescue helicopter that had been dispatched to go find someone. And they have the shot from not the cockpit but like the guy on the side and they enhance the photo so like you get to, <coughs> excuse me <coughs> you get to see his view but they enhance the photo to show you where they found the guy and like you're a needle in a haystack out there if you assume like well I'm floating in the water even if you have a huge raft I mean a huge raft you're more likely but if you're just like floating on a piece of debris the odds that they find you are fucking slim to none definitely a forest well, we'll have to do a test. <laughs> <laughs> they um, they were talking about the end of the world podcast, 
Yeah. And I was listening to Doug Stanhope's podcast the other day, and he said he has sent a message to Joe to see if they're going to do it. They have to do it again. again. They have to do it again. That was very exciting. Not happened. And um, I think they're going to do it again. It's out there. I already chose my throwback. By the way. Is it that one? said you didn't want to do that one. No, I don't. It's like five hours. It's a, it's a well, life has changed, boys, since we found one and a half and two. I'm not even joking. I still don't. I, I That's a fun one to listen to. I don't think it would be a fun one to. I actually disagree to. only because we the climate was vastly different four years ago. And like what everyone thought was going to happen with Trump. Like what I'm saying, Simon, is. When they finally, in that end of the world podcast, realized that Trump was going to make it, they started talking about like, well, he'll be this, he'll be that, he'll get thrown out, you know, and it's interesting to see like, well, now he's up for re-election. Well, Justin Martindale was saying he found out he, I guess he was at the improv and someone said to him, uh, is this bad? When they found out, and he's like, yeah, we're fucked. And I just like to say, how are you fucked? Like, that's the only thing that whatever, if I'm stupid for supporting Trump or saying I don't think he's that bad. The people who said he was so bad have been so wrong. No, but that was World everybody's... World War III, da-da-da. That was everybody's original thought was that we're fucked. This um, talk show host has become president. Like, justifiably so. What, nobody knew what he was going to do at that point. But I'm know? saying three and a half years later, it could be much worse, I'm sure. Listen, the worst yeah, part... Yeah, could be Hillary. Show me the bodies. Could be way worse. Well, I'll tell you the worst part about Trump being elected president by far is uh, the Supreme Court justice that he elected. That's a big problem. Yeah. That's a fucking huge problem. Yeah. Yeah. But and that problem, problem yet. No, but it's a problem for the next 30 years. It's a potential and problem. If he's such a good guy. If he's really the guy who's trying to clean the swamp and all of this or drain the swamp or whatever, why did he do that? You know what I mean? Why is he putting these evil people well, hold on. into I don't, I don't, un, uh positions where they can never be removed i don't care about that so much listen he was always gonna uh, he was always gonna put a republican in that spot that's how it works the republicans wait for a republican president then they can retire that way they get another republican in i get that i understand we always but my thing was like once that guy had rape allegations and they had his calendar of like boffing girls and stuff and him lying to them well yeah and you just go to the next guy in line you have to have a cleaner guy next up you're making it seem like uh, there are no good republicans like well well, no here's the thing you know no matter what the person they put in was going to be anti-abortion was going to be pro you know what i mean like they sat on this that's the problem they could have gone to republicans and said this guy you're picking we have all this dirt on him, but they didn't. They waited till he was nominated, and then they brought the this up. Democrats. And they, Fine, and they but, knew about it for two on. years, and it was Kamala Harris. And but it's just but the still, Republicans but must have known about it. They That's vet what I'm all these fucking no, guys. No, this woman said, came okay, to the story, told one person, mm-hmm. said, okay. Okay, okay but Kamar Sat on it, and then used it as a weapon, and the Republicans said, why didn't you tell us this before? We could But even then, my point is... But the way you did it now, fuck you, we're doing this. Yeah, but that's the problem right there is you don't then do what's good for the country at all. You just do you just do out of spite. And no, that's politics, baby. Okay, well, there. I'm saying, <laughs> that's though... That's Hollywood. I'm just saying, like, the whole problem... You can't just run on spite. You have to be able to step back and go, we don't like the way you did this. You guys are pieces of shit. But you're probably right about this guy. We probably can't have this fucking... Ah, that's another debate too we've gone through many times i'm just saying i think once you lie in i think once you lie openly you then your position for life as a judge should be in question 
I don't know. I don't think everyone is 100% forthright. Like, what a lie or a white lie. Like The second that it's even brought into question, if, if there's any validity at all... Just don't make him a. Cr- but if there's no, but judge. if there's no validity, then it's craziness. Come on, here's the problem I had with them. Yeah, that, okay. Here's the problem I had. If he had just come out and been like, "Look, I was a dirtbag in college. I fucked some girls in the butt. I did some stuff. I don't do that anymore. I'm a grown man now. I'm a, I'm a judge. I would have at least been like, okay, I have the like." He said he wasn't even drunk. Like, I don't drink. Come on. This is the thing. It gives the rape allegations. It gives the rape allegations a lot more credence when you're sitting there lying about simple things. Like, what did you think boffing was? I thought it was farting. I mean, it's 30 years plus. I don't know if that's I don't know. I don't know. Okay, Kamar, let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. In high school. Yes. When something was fucking awesome. Did it mean like you know what I mean? You're not going to forget what some what what words had meaning no, when you were in high school. He obviously lied. You can admit he lied about that. He, won't. he knew that's what fucking point. boffing was. Come okay, on, that's a lie. But I is that a lie? But does that mean that he lied about the rape? I don't know if that's correct. You know what I mean? My point though is Simon, if you're not guilty of that, then you just come out. You're already a judge. You're already like you know they're already going to push you through regardless. So why not just be like, yeah, listen, I was in college. Oh, I drank a lot. We're, we're I I agree, Matt. So we all are. I'm saying is you're Absolutely. when you when I you agree, deny Matt. the simple obvious little things, it seems very suspect right, to but me. It, it it means you're probably not a super honest guy, but it also doesn't necessarily mean that you raped that girl. Well, I get the it, but it, this is, this is, is the problem. There. I'll I'll concede maybe he's a piece of shit, but her story is he held her down she was scared she got away so for you to say rape like it, she didn't say he raped me her full story is that he was aggressive with me and i was scared and i got away and i don't remember where it happened i don't remember who was there but that's your story okay fine but even if then you want to say a guy's a rapist for that but i don't want to say he's a rapist what i want to say is this kamar is i don't care like the rape thing wasn't it for me the thing is he's a judge and he's lying to his peers and to the public. You're in that position. I understand what you're saying. And don't treat us like assholes. You know what I mean? You're about to be a supreme. You're about to hold the highest court in I the world. I understand what you're saying. I thought boffing was farting. Get the fuck out of here. I understand what you're saying. Either way. Anyways, let's he's, he's the judge and he's there for life. That's yeah, insane. They had some interesting uh, Bible talk, I thought. Um, and they were talking about like what they thought uh, Jonah and the whale actually was. Remember? Do you know? Well, I mean, I think if if you're looking at a guy who's spending whatever it is, 30 days inside a, a whale underwater, that sounds like some sort of submarine or something. Oh, If you were doing like a oh, like an literal alien transi- translation. I feel like it may be possible. That it was an alien craft. Well, no, inside a whale, there's a huge cavern that you can sort of stand in, like. I don't know whether you could survive. Whoa, 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 whoa. So inside the whale is like like a canoe when you pop your, you know, when you flip a canoe over and there's that air pocket. way bigger than a canoe, like a big whale. But do you not assume that a whale stomach is at least somewhat like ours and that it's full of acid and shit to break food down? And there's all these organs I don't think it's a giant cavern where, where the ribs are. Yeah, no, I mean, I realize that, but I assume that's Every, full of there's like nothing in there. acid bile and that's shit that I'm breaks saying. down. Like Matt's saying, that breaks down the food. I don't think you could stand in there. I think it would burn oh your skin. But even then, goodness. what about air? You just assume that my stomach is full of breathable well, air? Well, that's what it's, I was saying, it's too. sucking air in through the, the hole. 
but I, into its okay, lungs. No, I, I might, you think its lungs are just I open feel like to his argument stomach? is that I enough. Like a his argument area. is that enough air would get through to the stomach. Maybe twenty four hours you can survive. I, I I just so you think it's more likely. Kamar, we'll have to test it out. You think we'll it's <laughs> you think it's more likely that this guy Jonah was actually inside of a whale surviving than perhaps inside of some sort of submergible and, uh, and got alien craft. UFO and got blown out the blowhole. Well, I guess it would be a USO, and if I had unidentified submergible object. But the blue whale is like the biggest blue whales are bigger than a couple buses, right? Oh, blue whales are ginormous. So that's what I, that's the only one where I think there might be the space. Sperm not, whale, not sperm inside whale. a killer whale, not inside well, a killer whale. Sperm whales are big, that's but not saying. even well, close to as big as a yeah, blue but whale. But he's asking about uh, you know where a human could possibly oh, live. I said a sperm could, whale could probably sperm be big whale, enough. A, a bale or a bow whale. Um, the megadon, maybe megalodon is bigger than a blue whale. There you go. That's the one. But a megalodon doesn't exist. Neither does the Bible. Oh, and I mean, the Bible exists. But <laughs> I, was, I was like, I was thinking, I was like, pretty sure that one exists. Wouldn't it be cool if there was like a, a Rosetta Stone for the Bible? Like a universal, not just for the Bible, for every holy book where they could. Well, that's what our next guest is trying to get. Uh, that's to. what I was just thinking. And it was, one, yeah. Like a legend. You know what I mean? Like you would have on a map. Um, and it would explain, okay, this word actually means this and this word, and then it would remove sort this. Sort of like they have in Shakespeare. Yeah. What, what do you mean? Well, you know, now when you read modern Shakespeare at the very bottom, the bottom like quarter of the page right. yes. pretty much yeah, explains yeah. to you yeah, like sure. one up here means. Yeah. Yeah. You've seen that. No. Yeah. There's no way to read or enjoy something though. Oh, I, f- I couldn't agree with <laughs> you more. Going through well, if we're looking at the, the real thing, Simon would be more like Google glasses. With AR, where when you read the Bible, the glasses have, you know, A, they could translate everything for you. So you could read the Bible in its original language mm-hmm. and, it, and have it translated, you know, maybe mm-hmm. more accurately. I mean, I wonder how um, accurate anything is, you know. Even then, if you listen to someone like, and I'll hate to bring him up, but Jordan Peterson, you know, he interprets the Bible completely different than most. Like we had that whole, uh, the, me- the meek shall inherit the earth mm-hmm. talk and how he interprets it as... Meek doesn't mean what meek means now. It means someone who has a sword but keeps their sword sheathed or whatever it was. That's what he wants to believe. It's all about faith. Sure, but my point, Kamar, was like we we can read the Bible using the words that we know now as they were used back then, but it can all have completely different. Just to be so literal. I thought you were going to say, okay, George Michael. (laughs) No, I was not. It would have been funny. It is interesting. See, Kamar hasn't laughed at me in 69 episodes. He's, I told you. He smiled. No, no, he just he's laughing at the fact that he's he never said, laughed at me. That's he said, no. that, that's funny, Matt. Yeah, see what I mean? No, yeah. no. no he didn't even say that's no. funny. He said, oh, what I thought you said would have been funny. <laughs> what, you act, what you actually yeah. said was not. Yeah. I, I thought it gave a good opening there. <laughs> see? No, I've laughed at you. I mean, at I've me. La- yeah, I've yeah. La- no, you've laughed at me. We're, I'm, we're on the same page I've there. laughed with you. I don't know. So there's an awkward moment where... Um, he goes, you, you, you told me that I was the weirdest gay guy you ever met. Yeah, and Joe, Joe goes, Joe's like, I, I never, said that? I don't talk like that. And then it turned into Joe breaking down and crying. Like Over two minutes Mitzi. later. Yeah, yeah. But I think it was a whole tie-in. That he was like, did I say that? But I was high or whatever. And then. I didn't feel like it was a tie-in. I felt like he just started getting like, because I think Justin pointed at the photo of Mitzi. And, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I don't think he actually cried. But if you're watching it, he does the um oh, he thumb sound, of the eye. He sounded like he was uh, maybe short of breath a little bit uh, trying to talk about and, it. And it is such an amazing thing, the uh, small 
group of people who are those paid regulars. I'm glad that Martindale at least had the the cojones to admit that he was like, part of me was like, did she just give me a pass because she's crazy and doesn't know who I am? Because that was immediately where I was at. Well, I kind of think like I'm this guy honest. must have to live his whole life never knowing because he's like. But not yeah. caring. Fine, but he was like, yeah, and then I saw Mitzi, and I went up, and I said, thank you, you changed my life, and she squeezed my hand. Like, no, that's not enough, man. You know what I mean? Well, There's no it, answer it's a, there. it's enough now that he made good on it. Yeah. It was good, but the mm-hmm. fact that he didn't grind it out like that and is just like, it, it, he really is an anomaly. Listen, some people get lucky. Like, I, I know some people get so angry at that, like the luck that some people have. You know, some people just catch a break. Some people have to do it the hard way. Some people. That's the way the simulation works. Always, always, always. Yeah. Always, always. Because because you need yin and yang, man. That's it. If they're successful, there has to be unsuccessful and hard and not hard. And did you guys notice when they were crushing on the comedy uh, store, he started talking about like, you know how Joe and the boys are always like, it's just such a warm environment. Yeah, they're, they're in a rarefied air. Yeah, because there are professional yeah. comics in that club who are not feeling how they are feeling about life and opportunities, and everything. And it's he's so high above it. He he, he said two girls are fighting, but I I just know. Even then, though, kind of a dick too to be like, get those people out of that back bar. Like when people come up and like want tips on like how to make it in comedy. I'm not here for that. I'm not here for well, that. Well, no, that that's how much you can make it. I get it. I, mean? I know they're at that upper echelon. The upper. I understand the highest. I could see that being annoying though. You know what I mean? Like you're going there to to work and then to hang out with your friends. And you're Who are out. all no, just coming on. from different my, cities on tour. And my stuff. problem though is I think he was talking more about up and coming comedians as opposed to just the general public. Oh no, for sure. Up and co- general public can't get back there. That's what I'm saying though, yeah. but it's kind of a dick move to be like, I get it. You're there to see your friends. They're also comedians. You have, you can't have this weird, like we're all at the store and we're all comedians. We all, and then be like, Whoa buddy, I'm trying to just fucking hang well, out. No, here. But like, I guess what he's saying is we're all here. We're all comedians. Treat me like a comedian. Don't come up asking me for advice. You know what I mean? Yeah. But what I'm saying is like, as a, like if I'm a new comedian and I go into a comedy club and I ask another somewhat new comedian, but maybe someone who's like a year or two ahead of me, like, Am I being a dick by asking them for their advice? I don't think I am. I'm trying to trying to make my way. You know what I mean? Like I don't see why asking someone at the top is a dick move, but asking someone who's just slightly ahead of you is not a dick move. It's much more appropriate. And it depends in the this is in a bar, I'm just winding down. I get it. Maybe even another environment where you're just sitting there in an airport for two hours, you could ask him, it'd be a whole different thing. I mean, the only advice I think anyone ever gives though is just do it. Yeah. You just gotta do it. And like he's talking about, they're doing it every night. Unbelievable! What he I realized, listen, Justin Martindale, you can make a living as a comedian, opening for comedians. Of course, like the a good living. You don't have to be a headliner. I mean, you are a headliner once you get to that point that people are opening for you. But there's just not enough industry in this country. In this country. In this country. Yeah. No. In our country. Yeah. Canada. In our country. Like Kamar, could you play? Could you play twelve sets a week if you lived in Toronto? Yeah, you probably could. I guess you could, but the quality would vary. As in, like, like the quality of the you venue. Go, you when mean you go to the absolute and you're performing for sixty to one hundred twenty people. You're like, yeah, this is good. I can work it yeah, out. When you're doing a when small you go bar, in a bar, like, and there's yeah, yeah. three people, you're like, what am I doing here? But it it all it yeah, all adds still up. Working it, all, shit out. it all adds up. That's but all I know. What's the most sets you think you could do in Ottawa in a week? Top top grind. 
Uh, you could do um, Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. You probably do seven ten. cents. Oh, seven. Okay. Seven or ten. If if you had everything lined up. That's what I'm saying. But you couldn't do that week in, week out in Ottawa. That's no, like a one-off no. week. What I think every uh, comic in Ottawa tries to do is set that week up. And then go and then to other cities. And, or try to get whatever they can for another three weeks, but monthly have all the shows set up so you do your week. Mm-hmm. But to do it every week in and out, that's just a dream. We forgot to talk about the uh, Iowa coin flip when we were talking about Budapest. Sometimes I feel like we're ahead of things here. But um, did you watch it? The coin flip? Well, I didn't see it live, but I saw. But no, the, you, because yeah, yeah. they played it on Rogan. But I know you don't usually watch. No, no, Rogan. I I went and Search searched it out. It out. Mm-hmm. But it just—it's true. In the NFL, they let it land on the ground. Like it's so stupid to begin with that anything in this election process is coming down to a coin flip. Do you know what I thought was hilarious though? Sort of cut you off was that when they were talking about the coin flips and he mentioned the NFL, I thought to myself, it's insane that there's more riding on an NFL coin flip, like the Super Bowl, than on a presidential coin flip, which they basically were doing. Like, you could argue that more people... Like, if that had happened at the Super Bowl, there would be fucking outrage. Right, right. And nobody Absolute gives a Absolute outrage. Yeah, and this happens at for a presidential thing, and it's a big joke. But well, how can this even... Why is it... Well, that's what I was saying two weeks ago whenever when I said these guys in Washington... Um, trying to protect the integrity of their electoral process, and this is what they're they're they're, they're after. Because at least you flip the coin, catch it, and stop it on the top of your your hand. But he like looked at it and did it. Oh, it was just the sketchiest coin flip of all time. It was the sketchiest coin flip of all time. It's how Even I then, used to coin does, flip does, with my younger brother. You know what I mean? I just don't listen. If you're trying to hold on, cheat, rip them off. Yeah. yeah. If I'm a taxpayer. And a voter, I'm done. Like, I'm like, hold on. I'm paying taxes so that you guys can decide stuff via coin flip. Okay. I'm out. Yeah. I'm done. Where else can I go? Because, like, that's insane to me. It makes me want to look into how many ridiculous things we have in our legislature that are brought down to, like, uh, thumb wrestles or uh, fucking beaver races or who the fuck knows, snowshoe relays. That would be actually an interesting podcast. Well, no, oh, crazy weird um, laws or decision or making and stuff. things. Well, there's a lot the of weird world. laws for sure. Well, there's got to be one if you come in with a dead chicken. Well, we you're not a, guilty or something. We have a lot because of the British tie-in. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the states has a bunch of weird, archaic ones. Yes. Like, oh, for you sure. Can't dance, the world. You can't dance with your horse on a Sunday in certain yes, counties yes, or yes, like. You well, know, just, so much of it, I think, is like leftover religion too, right? The the crossover between church and state that just never. It ended up being written into doctrine instead of actually separated, you know? Mm-hmm. It just goes to show you, though, there's like, it's so tough to get anything done in North America. Like, why can't we undo the law where I can dance with my horse on a Sunday? Like, well, because it's a law. Well, because and dancing laws leads is... to fucking. Oh, okay. And you don't want to fuck your horse. Fuck, Maybe I do, Kamar. <laughs> fucking leads to meth addiction. And you know how that cycle goes. Did you guys believe him when he said he doesn't do coke anymore? No. You know what I mean? He's, oh, I can't do that anymore. You, you don't know what you're getting. But I still do it. Well, he gets it, but he makes sure, you know. Yeah. He's, he knows who's cutting it. 
But it is. It's crazy to think now. Like, listen, back in the day, you would take a bump and not even think twice about it if somebody offered it. To I was gonna you, say you, you take. You I mean? guys would take a bump from a random. Like, you know what I mean? It, it just. It was never even a, a thought as to the, the worst that it was going to be was cut with baby laxative and you were going to shit too much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or it was going to be shitty and you were going to get no high from it or whatever. Maybe ripped it, off. Maybe it's too speedy or whatever because you didn't know who you're buying it from. Now you're like. I'm thinking of like my son and I'm talking to him like, dude, it's, it can't possibly be worth it. You know what You've I mean? You've had this conversation the with Russian him? Russian roulette. Yeah. And what does he say? Oh, you're right, dad. I know I'd never do that I stuff. I would never do that anyways, yeah. but. But Simon said that too, so it didn't really matter. To my parents. Yeah. Yeah. No. I'm not stupid. I don't know what he's doing, but. No, I know that. But what I'm saying, I was just saying to Kamar, like, of course he's telling you that. He's I not- would hope that they have enough common sense to see there's enough news out there about people dying from these hot, I don't know, man. Like that would have scared me when I was doing that stuff. Why? You know we, I mean? we, oh, I, I mean, we always that. heard that it killed you anyway. That was always, this is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. It, like it wasn't the same. It was never like a, I mean, Coke was a little different because you always had to worry about like a heart attack or, you know what I mean? But, um, just sketchy all around. I don't know. Yeah. I just didn't believe it when he said he didn't do it anymore. I agree. He looks like he's had a ton of plastic surgery. I Let agree. me just tell you this real quick. Anyone that goes out of their way to tell you they don't do a certain drug. Like I had a friend of mine the other day who I hadn't seen in a while. I was like, how are you doing? He's like, good not doing coke anymore and i was like <laughs> definitely still doing tons of coke yeah exactly. i was like dude you look like you've been making out with the pillsbury doughboy like yeah like this is gonna sound racist but i'm not racist yeah you and know listen i and i i guess it's because i don't drink anymore that people think i'm gonna be some sort of judgmental prick i don't care what anyone does like do no, your you're coke. a judgmental prick anyways yeah yeah regardless but, no that's of it totally. uh what else do i got you might here? just be pretty he might just be pretty. Yeah, sorry, Simon, I cut you off. You said he got a lot of work done? No, no, I said it looks like he's had a lot of plastic surgery. But Kamara is disagreeing with me. No, I think he's just good looking. How old is he? My age? I assume he's close to my age. I always forget that... Um, Karda- like, I know Kardashian was the lawyer in the OJ thing. Like, I've seen all the... But it, I, I well, always... He really wasn't. He was something in it. Whatever. Yeah, he, he was, was on the team, but I feel like he was more just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He yeah, was yeah. a big part of it, though. He was yeah, constantly yeah, I know. on camera. Well, he was OJ's best friend. Yeah, it was yeah. fine. Whatever he was. My point is, I never associate him with the Kardashians. Because he wasn't, because it's not. Right, but that was Kim's dad. I know. Yeah. And when well, it was were... two of their dads, Kim and Chloe. And Courtney. Yeah, sorry, three of their yeah. dads. Yeah. It's yeah. only two and of them that the are. two little ones. That are Jenners, yeah. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like... No, they only became the Kardashians when Bruce Jenner came into it. Dude, when you see photos of all of them when they were young, they are the ugliest group of young ladies. They're very... um, Armenian. Armenian, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, they have the Armenian... uh, Eyebrows. No, what is it? The snout, they call it? The Armenian... I heard this girl say it the other day. Fuck, whatever. Yeah, just let it go. Yeah. Um, Anybody else have anything interesting on uh, Justin Martindale? Finding out how I can't find out how he doesn't even have a Wikipedia. Okay. I was just thinking he's only sort of started to get successful. I don't know if he'd have money for plastic surgery. Yeah, good I'm plastic saying surgery how, is expensive. How rich he is. Let, like, let it go, man. Saying, it was a, no, no, um, why? Just, it's a talking point. Just for, uh, just for no, no, day. but I mean, I wasn't even oh, fair a thousand enough. percent sure. I was, I was just an off the cuff. Uh, it was nothing. I, I wanted to shit on him quickly and move on. Yeah, I meant to do it at the start of the episode, but Kamara interrupted me and I finally got back to it. Kamara interrupted us with rating the week. <laughs> I uh, wanted to point out uh, for our Patreons, they talked about um, 
Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. Just at the, near, near the very end. And, and again, just, Joe was like, Joe was like, it was really normal. Macaulay Culkin. And I was like, yeah. I tend to disagree. And it's <laughs> funny because after listening to it the first time, I, I was like, whatever. And then Joe always says he's so normal. He's so normal. So I was like, oh yeah, he's so normal. And then when we re-listened to it, I was like, no, he's not normal. He's a rich motherfucker. He's not normal no, at all. What I think it is, is he's come out best case Ontario yeah, yeah. out of that. And I think Joe thought he was going to be such a train wreck. But I think saying normal, case. but saying normal does it a disservice. Like say what it is. Like he's as normal as a person could be given his circumstances. Yes, yes. But yes. is he like an everyday Joe walking down the street? Fuck no. And Joe, neither are you. Like Joe still looks well, at himself. Joe's like, still much more down to earth than Macaulay Culkin is. I get it, but Joe still looks at himself like I'm the every man, and it's like, well, I mean, minus the forty mil a year, he's the every man. Dude, get the fuck out of here. If someone told you there was a job having a show on Snapchat, would you believe them? Because that's what this guy was doing for the last two years. He had a show on Snapchat. I just—I mean, Kamar, in this day and age, social media. In 2020, there's no limit to what someone could come up to me and tell me they're making money doing. That would make me be Mm -hmm. like, no way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Especially on social media. Especially on social media. I don't even have Snapchat. I've never had Snapchat. Boomer. Anyway, are we done with uh, Martindale here? Boom tired. Boom tired. Boom tired. Are we moving on? <laughs> yeah, let's move on. They just talked about everything and anything in between. It was funny because he said I stopped uh, shitting on the Kardashians and then they couldn't help themselves yeah, yeah. shitting yeah. on the Kardashians. I, I'm with you though, Kamar. I really got the feeling that that was like this guy's thing was just to shit on everyone. Yeah, well, fashion police and all that. Yeah, yeah well, like that well was... he said I loved Joan Rivers. Like that was he was like that's who I looked up to and I Robin love Joan Williams Rivers too. Yeah, but I mean if that's your number one, I can understand why you're a snappy gay man. He got a one in a million shot and he's made yeah. a million from it. That was gonna be in closing, that was gonna be my big point is whether we believe that he actually got a pass from Mitzi oh, or not, nah. he used the opportunity and it's not like he pissed off and isn't doing it anymore so all the power to it. i have no opinion on whether he did or didn't my point was i didn't either simon what i was saying was regardless of how anyone feels about how like whether mitzi still had her wits about or knew what she was doing he made the best of it and yeah no all the power to him i just think it must be hard for him really never knowing and then even his whole hand story it was like you still never know well like i said i think given his success he can he can in his head say she meant to do it, and I got it. Like I said, I think if he was not doing comedy right now and was a bum, come on, what's going on? You look I at your just head had shaking. a great idea. Let's hear it. Well, you know how they had some issues with the uh, timing of the ice house and when he was struggling? That's another thing. I relate to this guy when he says when you're going through shit like the mental illness in New York and stuff. Um, he said he was on this five years ago. On what, Joe's show? Yeah. Yeah, on Valentine's Day, yeah. So that would be an interesting throwback. Mm-hmm. To listen when, to that guy was in five years ago of his depression or, or what he thought they had a weird timeline because he was like, I did it. So was that do you think that five years ago was pre getting the Mitzi pass? I'm not sure because that really be the interesting I, I think thing. It was like I think he said it was in 2006. It's possible. We, maybe he, on the fifth episode, he's just got passed. You, you, you know what I mean? But it's interesting that um, that might be possible. It was Valentine's Day. Hmm. Anyway, we'll rate it. Kamar, we'll start with you, buddy. I give this a, uh, I give this a three. What about you, pal? I give it a three. And I assume you give it a three. 
No, the weird thing was, is coming into this, I was certain I was going to give this a two. Because um, I don't remember like loving this episode. Because I listened to it at regular times, so it was a little bit bothersome. Um, but now that we've talked about it, it I guess it was a three. There two is go. very harsh. Two is below average. Two would oh. be like a don't listen to, but I can't. Well, a 2.5 would be average. Give me a 2.5. That's where I'm going. I got to land a 2.5 here. Very good. All right. Shall we take a little break and then move on? Sure. Quick break, and uh, we will be right back. Hey, gang, if you are in Ottawa, be sure to check out our sponsor for this podcast, Ward 14. Ward 14 is Ottawa's first and only consignment bar. That's right. Everything inside the bar is for sale. The bar stools, the bar tops, the board games, the fish. I don't know about the fish, but everything pretty much is for sale in this bar. They have a lovely food menu. They have uh, great specialty drinks. The staff are awesome. Uh, it's a quaint little place. So if you're looking for a place to go in Ottawa, it's in the heart of Ottawa's Little Italy. Check them out. Ward 14, 139 Preston, right beside the fire station. Uh, Ward 14, sweet little consignment bar. Check them out if you are in Ottawa. Thanks so much. All right, on to the meat yeah, of the week. Just back to that one for a second. I was just saying, he's all mixed up, this guy. Justin uh, Martindale's Martin. never been on Joe Rogan. No, Kamara and I were surmising that he must have been on an Ice House Chronicle or something. But so you went through every, you went through 1,500. I just did a, well, I, well, I had to go to February 14th. February 14th. Five years anywhere, ago. So any went. episode around there, we gave him a little bit of leeway and we went all the way to 2016 and then all the way back to 2010, Kamara? And if you do a search, it only shows that episode where it would show, like if you search... Theo Vaughn, they'll show the three times he's been on Rogan. Hmm. He was all mixed up. Definitely. It would have been great for the post, Joe, but we'll get through And it. that's why Joe had no idea that he had ever been on the podcast before. And how many people he he's talked to. on the podcast before. Mm. But wait a second. Maybe then that means Joe never said, you're the weirdest gay guy I know. Maybe, maybe, he maybe just that like, was somebody that else. Maybe he but was in a cocaine hold, fentanyl rage and just made the this phone. whole thing up. Hold, hold the, the phone. Hold the phone, Kamar. Um, he thinks he was talking to Joe February 14th around Valentine's of Day. some year where we can clearly see for the last 10 years, Joe has done podcasts and or on or around February 14th. Like, was this guy living in an alternate timeline or something? Uh, but like I said, they used to do the uh, podcast after Brian would put it out on his uh, channel squad but it was joe rogan was sort of hosting it mm. and they're all dear and i okay. think that's what happened okay okie dokie now we can move on maddie 1427 melissa chen this one was good this one was really good i didn't know shit about her going into it oh i didn't know i didn't even know she existed not gonna lie even when it ended i was like i still don't know who the fuck this chick is i get it she tries to translate well that 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 was stunning that fact she that seems secondary that 10 percent uh, of uh wikipedia is arabic facts so just the, the lack of knowledge that is getting out because it isn't translated is insane well you know what was a crazy uh stat was that in one year there are what, what was it more books translated from English to Spanish in one year than a thousand years in English to Arabic. Well, yeah, I mean, there's there's a information revolution still to come. It's, it's also the pushback from the Arabic culture. 
because like she wants to translate like Steven Pinker books and they're like, yeah, well, maybe choose a different book, lady. Well, like they said, that's stupid. You can't suppress. knowledge. I agree. I'm just I'm explaining that the no, reason no, that uh, there's well, look, there's no Orwell in um, in Arabic, Arabic. Like it, it's pretty obvious the shit that they're. I mean, just from those two titles that they're trying to suppress, you know. What Do I mean? we think they're trying to suppress, or is just no one did it? They're no, like, there's I, no reason. I to think translate there's these. probably some suppression going on. I would imagine, like, you don't want a population who you're trying to control to start getting ideas. Like, uh, let's also know. keep in mind, she made it sound um, laborious and expensive. Mm-hmm. Like, she didn't make it sound like it's just me and one translator sit down. And just cut and in a week, it into he Google just, Translate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like out. something. It seems like it's a lot of fucking work. So I think we have to take that into account. Like she was saying, you know, for me to do a book might cost 20 grand as well as, I mean, you start adding up books. That's fucking. I just found it super interesting that this was her undertaking. And I think it's a valuable undertaking. You know who's undertaking it should be? Amazon. Just to do it. Well, they have all the fucking money in the world. They started their company on books. How have they not translated every book into every language? That should have been Amazon's like, that should be what they're on right now. Well, they're going to space, but he just bought the most expensive uh, LA house for like 147 million and it's 0.8% of his worth. So it'd be like someone with $60,000 buying a house for 75 bucks. 70 billion in taxes they didn't pay fuck or seven 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 billion in taxes they didn't pay fuck that guy man they could take a percentage of that and translate every book ever created or just probably end poverty in north america and that too i found this podcast (laughs) intense man oh yeah this was uh this was a heavy one the the whole Singapore thing, um, what, wasn't there some Canadian who got in trouble over there? I thought I remember. I think he got caned. For spitting spray gum? Spray oh, painting spray, or I gum. thought there was a gum thing. Maybe I'm getting confused between two stories. No, we've always just been told that gum over there will get you caned. Well, that's how it started. Hey, if you have more than an ounce, you're getting hung to death. I couldn't believe Joe. That's That was the, the most privileged I've ever seen Joe in my life. When he was like, how many grams are an ounce? I was like, this guy has, this motherfucker hasn't purchased weed in 30 fucking years. <laughs> I was like, this lucky cock sucker. Yeah, you don't have to worry when there are fucking treasure chests being yeah. dropped off at your door. Not to mention, oh, I'm in Phoenix. I don't even have to ask for weed because someone sees me and they just throw a fucking bag at my bald head because I'm Joe Rogan. Like, fuck, what a great existence. You wouldn't smoke that weed, though. Why wouldn't you? I don't know, man. It's sprayed with fentanyl. <laughs> I was an American, Peter... Michael Peter Fay. Michael Peter Fay. And that was for spitting or for graffiti? Uh, theft and vandalism. Vandalism at age 18. That's tough. Six a, strokes of the cane. A cane. Yikes. What did Trump say about death sentence for drug dealers? I, I He liked how they dealt with them, I guess. He thought it sent a strong message. I mean, Singapore, though, is in a u- utopian society. Well, but that was interesting that she said that they built that. She remembers it as a third world country and they've built themselves back into this respectable nation and it's through hanging people for fucking spitting gum, man. No, it, not really. It was know, for, she joking. made it sound like it was that they knew how to run government properly. Uh, but I think there's something to, you know, when you're that strict, like it's just easier. Strict, to, yes, yes. You, you conform and 
It was just very interesting. <laughs> Either way, the states, they'll just lock everyone up, and then 90% of the population will be in jail, and that'll run the economy. That's pretty much what would happen, because they're not going to kill people in the states. Well, all those people who got locked up should probably been caned. Maybe that'd be better. I don't know. I doubt it. She made it sound like China is scary as fuck, too. I'm sure it is. She quoted some guy who said, uh, if the world doesn't change China, China will change the world. Yeah. And it's happening right now. All the examples. Oh, it's too late. It's all. It's way too late. We like the fact that they control all the commerce. You know, like uh, everything is made there, shipped over. Like it, we're already being, we're under their foot already. Listen, I saw something the other day that showed me just how fucked we were. They, they pulled kids in North America, age eight to twelve, kids in the UK, age eight to twelve, and kids in China, age eight to twelve, asking them, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" What occupation do you want the most when you grow up? North America, YouTube vlogger. UK, YouTube vlogger. China, astronaut. We're fucked. We are Those people, like the weird thing is that we're only noticing now that we might be in trouble. And I think it's way too late. And the wealth there is just insane. And not only that, we, uh, not we, the US educated them. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the one thing she said is maybe India will be even bigger uh, if it pulls itself up and, you know. But to me, <laughs> India doesn't have the landmass China does. Like, China doesn't have to stop growing. What I what I thought was interesting how she said, you know, when we do tests, if you get 90%, it isn't, wait, you got 90%, it's, why don't yeah, you get 100? Where, where's the other 10%? And yeah. what people don't realize in uh, North America, whatever, with the uh, everyone's a winner, like just be supportive, that attitude is not carried in the rest of the world. No, of course and not. And it just lets you fall behind. That's why we lost. I, I saw this great Hold quote. on, hold on. Let's. Slavery is also. The fact you that You cannot overlook the fact. Yes, if you when you have free labor and a lot of it, that's a game changer. You can then build everything for the rest of the world. Like, think about it. The U.S. built its heyday on the back of African-Americans. That's the country was built using slaves and free labor. Uh, and, and so we're fucked because the only way you could change it is like to invade China. and But they'd lose. Implement democracy. Well, I'm just saying, if the world doesn't change China, China's going to change the world. And yeah. you're saying it's too late. I am, yeah. China's I mean, listen, the world. you you watched that. I'm glad I was so glad that you and I had watched that frontline thing after listening to this, because I was like, it's the perfect kind of bleed in that AI shit. And just like literally China's on top of taking over the world. In all facets. And they did it quietly. And that because they've cut everyone off, like no one, you know. But what I think is funny when I do jokes about uh, China's oppression, often I get groans or stuff like you're not. It's in your head not to talk about china well again it's because you know that everything on your body is made over there by a slave so that you could have it for cheaper like no one wants to spend four grand on an iphone no one i can't have an iphone then but because it's made over there for the most part so you just all have a collective suck it up you know oppression's oppression but we do yes unfortunately that's what we have think about it too so we can't laugh at it well we don't even think about the fact that you know what coltan is it's a mineral? It is, correct. It's the mineral that you need to make tablets, cell phones, and laptops, and 98% of it is in the Congo. 
which means that slaves are currently mining for coltan so that we can all have again but cheap Congo laptops. isn't on the 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 verge of taking over the world. No, no, my point though is that the Congo has had the longest and the third bloodiest civil war in the history of the world. The longest running civil war and the third bloodiest civil war in the history of the world also that we can have cheap cell phones. But again, we don't you'll never hear anyone talk about that ever. The fact that I mentioned it is amazing. Well, Ricky Gervais did he? Okay, good for him. Well, I mean, kind of. Joe's mentioned it. Sure. He talked about the, um, what's it called? Uh, a, he's always asked if he had $4,000, like a socially conscious iPhone or... Sure. No one's getting fucked over in the production iPhone. Would you pay more? And I, I'm sure most people just can't. Isn't it interesting, though, that we look at China, uh, their control over the internet and stuff, and it's like, that's insane. How can they do that? I mean, maybe they're saving their people. From the three Ts? From exactly what Matt was saying was the problem that everybody wants to be a YouTube star. You know what I mean? Like maybe they're doing everybody a favor. No, because they have YouTube over there. So it's not that that's the different. That's the weird thing. Simon is it's not like they have everything we have. It's just a Chinese version. So it's not like, like there is a YouTube over there. There's a huge vlogging community over there. There's a huge, that's like a big thing over there, but they're just not like, you have to realize those people probably grew up in fishing communities where their parents are just happy they're not fishermen. But like, I think most kids in China grow up with like, you're going to learn to play a fucking instrument. You're going to learn three languages and we're going to go, you know, you're going to school at Oxford or Harvard or. Yeah, I agree with all those. But the whole point is it's money. That's what the control is. Everybody wants China's money. Yeah. Everyone wants to do business and to do whatever they have to to do it. Well, for every American, there's ten Chinese. So if you think if you think you want to sell in the states, you want to sell in China. Of course, we don't have a single download. Well, that's what I wanted to have this podcast translated into Chinese. They would never allow it. It would never be broadcast. They'd never play it. Um, that's the market we got to break into. You're right. Yeah, man. Listen, China's nuts. I was in the airport. We're just saying they're depressive and the worst. Yeah, I was in the airport in China, and it was fucking weird. Like it's weird not having internet, being able to hook up to anything, understanding anything. Did either of you, separate topic, did either of you guys watch The Pharmacist on Netflix? No, it's on my list. It's all about the opiate. Uh, it's crazy. Well, man. that's where the fentanyl is coming from. Yeah, well, from China, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's all in retribution for... Uh, is is this a fiction? Some slight... Or a documentary? No, it's a documentary. Is it the one about the guy that takes him to the... Four episodes? No, it's all about uh, this guy whose son gets killed and he ends up finding the son's killer. And then after that, he like goes on a crusade to... He's a he pharma- was a small town he's a pharmacist. pharmacist, so he sees that ninety nine percent of the opiate prescriptions that are coming into his place are from one doctor. So then he like starts trying to bring this doctor down, and it's interesting. I think that happened to uh, Scott Adams. Who's Scott Adams? He, I'll bite Dilbert. Oh he's yeah, he's a cartoon Dilbert. Yeah, yeah. but he's he, been on Joe Rogan. He's been he? on Joe Rogan, and he sort of. If you listen to him, he's got podcasts and his Twitter. He he's rationalizes. A big Trump, he's a big Trump supporter. He, 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 not everything, but he rationalizes what Trump's doing and says there's no reason to lose your mind over what's going on here. But I think his son died of fentanyl, and he's he's really angry at China. And it seemed to me like she was saying that Trump's trade war was a good thing. Like you have to fuck with China. I think it's a very weird thing when. It's so weird for the president of the U.S. to sit there and be like, we're going to have a trade war with China. China owns your country. 
You owe the you owe China. They everything. You in. owe China more money than is in circulation. So what are we doing here? I think it's more just to get them to play nice. Dude, again, play nice. They could just be like, "Hey, uh, we'd like fifty percent of our debt paid and, this year." And I think the fault of the media is to call it a war, and that sort of incenses something. Well, that's when the war starts when they demand their debt repaid. Then the you you know whoever is just like. We're either going to pay you the money or it's actually a really smart move about it. It's a smart move. Think about it. So I come to you and I go, Simon, I need 50 grand. And you go, okay. And then I take that 50 grand and I buy nothing but guns. Then I come back to you and I go, Simon, I need another hundred grand. You'll be still me 50. And I go, yeah, yeah, just listen. I'm in between stuff. And then I take that hundred grand and I go buy a shitload more guns. And then eventually Simon goes, I'm going to need that 150 K. And I go, yeah, talk to the guns. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's where we're at. It's a great plan the perfect way to do business. Like you saying we're in the middle of a cold war and I, I've never heard that term before, hot war. Yeah, I've never heard that either. But I never thought about the term cold war either. Well, what's the term cold war? That's it. I did When I thought about it, I was like, it doesn't... Cold war is, is, is a war but with no, without direct deaths. Like, it's not fighting. It's sanctions and... So a hot war is just all deaths? <laughs> hot, hot war is live and direct missiles firing. Isn't that just war? I thought we had a word for that, just war. Yeah, it all sounds like a semantics argument here. Yeah, well, Cold War makes sense, though. Now that I think about it, what Kamar is saying, it makes sense. No one gets killed. I thought it was because, this is how stupid I am, I thought it was because the Cold War happened with Russia. Russia, that's what Russia I thought, too, is cold, cold yeah. so hence it was called the Cold War. No, I think... I think the, no, that's what I'm sticking with. The temperature uh, refers to casualties. Huh. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm just... No, no, I'm with you. Nate, listen, I'm glad we brought this up. I'm glad you brought it up. How how about this stat? And again, I might have misheard her and just decided to make this into what I wanted to hear. But if not, this is a very cool stat. No two countries that have a McDonald's have will go to war. Will ever fight a war. Yeah. That's not a stat. That was I think that was like a, a that was a quote someone had in like a book oh, or like I a see. general or someone gotcha. had in a book. I believe that's That's not actually true. I think the stat might be currently, but I don't think that's true either. I'm sure there was a McDonald's in Afghanistan. But does it hold Maybe food not. for... I don't think so. Maybe not. Does it hold true for all uh, fast food? All, <laughs> like, all, all countries with an Arby's will never go to war. They always fight. And all halal McDonald's? I don't know. It's, uh, it's interesting. We Even then, hold on. They've gone to war. No, I guess Russia was on our side. Germany had... No, Germany has McDonald's. No, but did they have it at the time oh, of I get they it. were going I get to it. war? Get it. And now Vietnam. No, no two no. No two no. countries well they didn't. No two countries will ever have a war that have a McDonald's. So you don't have to ever worry about the States and China going to war because they're owned by the same people, the McDonald's Corporation. Well, I mean, I think the argument, I get what you're saying. <laughs> no, yes. No fight back. There, the ar- no, whatever. The argument no, is the moment. argument is more just that at this point, it's in both parties best interest not to go to war. Well, it also probably means that if you have two countries that have McDonald's, they're both industrialized and yeah. the chances that they're going to go to war are pretty slim. Like, I get it, but it's still a neat little. Uh, no, but even then think about it for China. If they go to war with the States, all of a sudden, like, who do they export to? And they That's lose their, main- their McDonald's. Which is the most but important thing? But it's even thing, this Matt. thought of it's all going made over there to war. What does that look like? Just missiles popping off. It looks off. like drones. 
drones like it, it just i don't see the troops it's on the drones like, drones they're so far apart and depending on the countries it's the threat of nuclear uh kamar i agree with you but imagine just imagine a fleet of fucking like actually landing like just imagine that yeah it'd be i'd crazy. be like well this is over like in their ships well, you'd have to assume if they're going to war, someone's eventually going to come over. But it, the thing about ships is not that they could do a surprise attack. It's like, we see what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> we see you coming. We can, yeah. That's, when, a long way that's away. when China pulls out the teleporter and just, you know, shows what's what. But Kamar, even then, you could you could just argue, what if they took out all the satellites? Because they could just do that. With an EM, EMT? EMT EMP. blast? P? Yeah. EMP blast? Electromagnetic pulse. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that is correct, Matthew. Uh, what else we got going on? Oh yeah, Doctor Strange. So just China making Hollywood change, making the NBA change. But Doctor Strange, so that character, the Celtic priest, the Celtic priest mm-hmm. was supposed to be. Why is it a Celtic, but it's not the Boston Celtics and it's the Boston Celtics? They had to sell it because in Boston they couldn't fucking say the word Celtic. But probably. it should be the Boston Celtics. Celtics has got more sizzle. I guess for all intents and purposes, Simon, you're probably right. Yeah. There's no different spelling. Watch this asshole is going to start saying this all the time. Oh, I'd like dinner parties. They and are stuff. the fucking. He's Boston just going to casually bring up. Did anyone catch the <laughs> score of the Boston Celtics game yeah. last night? You know, who was my favorite player ever? Larry Bird for the Boston Celtics. You got it. Yeah. Um, okay. So we took care of that. Oh, but yeah, it just really goes to show you like when, and I know we've talked about this before, but. The idea of having to change movies for China, not just for their market. That's one thing. You know what I mean? If you want to, if you want to run movies in China and there's something that's offensive to them, by all means, take it out. Do whatever the fuck you want over there. I don't care. You're going to anyways. Better that than you make like the Avengers. You know what I'm saying? And some fucking weird knockoff of the Avengers. That sounded so racist, eh? The Avengers. Yeah. Anyways, um, where was I'm I listening. going with that? I totally he he. I... You were talking about the, if you, you would rather right? you 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 have no problem with China taking something out of a movie that offends oh, right. them. Sorry, thank you, Matt. You're welcome. But if they're actually going to change market. what we have to watch, like all of a sudden this uh, Boston Celtic priest is no longer. It's just like the black monk, ma- the black uh, Little Mermaid. It's just, Kamar, it's just like the Black Widow. I thought about you the whole time. What I want to know is this. Did they film the entire movie with her as a Buddhist monk and then test it in China and then have to refilm? Or Or at some point, is the script sent to China? For someone to go over it. Well, if they're not if, as, as an approval, if this is a, well, this is all this stuff matters to me actually. If this is actually a thing that China really has this kind of influence, like that's a fact, then Hollywood would be stupid not to pass it by them in script form first. But who's them? The government? There's someone in the government, like a wing of the Chinese government that reads yes. Hollywood script, dude. I mean, that is actually Matt, the craziest you just thing I've ever it heard. Right on the head. It's a wing of the Chinese government that does nothing but read American scripts and decide what should be changed and what shouldn't. I don't know, man. That's a thousand percent, a million percent. What? Obviously, there's uh, money in Hollywood from China. Oh, hundred. Yeah. And anyone who has money in China is connected. Like the, it's the, it's, it, they probably produce every movie or executive producer or whatever that. 
title is in some way, and they ha- got to give the go. I mean, I can't sit there and say every movie. There's and, no way, but I guarantee well, you they have money. Why would Hollywood, you want your, Why would you want to make a movie that couldn't be played in China? They said no, you can't have that movie to, at all. Takara Kanishiwa. Well, but Kamara, that's why I asked. Japanese. But that's why I asked the question. That showbiz. That's why I asked the question because I'm with you. They're 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 most likely like we would rather change it, make a small change, and still have it play in China than not have it play there. I'm Everyone with you. is China's bitch. Well, look at the NBA. That is just the best example. Grossest example. Well, no, but I mean, but look, that's the weirdest part of capitalism. Is like when is it enough? It's mm-hmm. never enough. But that's the problem with capitalism right there. You should it should be enough to just say we're fine making our North American market, South yeah. American market. We don't need that's China's money. That's not how capitalism works. I get though. it, but that's why we need to change capitalism yeah. slightly. Well, <laughs> good luck with that. Well, out of solidarity for Tibet, we'll be doing the movie game Doctor Strange. Oh, I thought you were going to say Tibet. 7 years uh, in Tibet. That's yeah. what I thought for sure. Is that better? Well, oh. just that was the weirdest curveball ever. I say that's better than Doctor Strange. There it is. So I, I'm not a, a, a versus. I disagree with it. you. No, you want Doctor Strange? I don't care, man. Simon, I'm only I saying. I looked them both up, Matt. <laughs> my only point was just that uh, I feel like we can make a better guess at Doctor Strange, whereas seven years in Tibet, like. Too late. Why don't we do Kamar, both? Kamar, you just. Both. There you go. Short week. Yeah, no, let's give Tibet a lot of love because China does not want to acknowledge them. Let's give Tibet a lot of love. If give we the were going to do Tibet movies, we could have done. Um, I'm just saying, we got a short week. So. The Chosen One. Can uh, I get that an pen, old Simon? homage to um, our friend, uh, yeah, um, Eddie Murphy. Uh, I want the knife. Um, yeah, and MCA was a huge supporter of Tibet. Where are we going with first here? We're doing seven, seven years, years in Tibet. Tibet. Yeah. Okay. Dude, my wife gave me that Beastie Boys mo- uh, book, book for Christmas. It's so fucking cool. Man. I want it. Oh, I need my little book here. Hold on. Ugh. Your book's full, buddy. Yeah, yeah, I got a couple of back pages. So first we start with the release date, and then we'll go on to budget and box office. What are we doing first, Kamar? Seven, seven years, years in Tibet. Tibet. Mm-hmm. So I have to guess the fucking year. Like, I'm... I'm this is a total shot in the dark. I have no idea when this movie came out. China does not want anyone talking about how oppressive they are and will pay whatever it takes. Maybe that's our angle. <laughs> we go anti-China and they pay us off and we lose all integrity that we don't have. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That was a great. Do you have the year, Simon? 2002. I have 1997. <gasps> Boom! We have a winner, 1997. Wow. Fuck yeah. Huge. Wow. Look, that felt good. That's the first time in a long yeah. time. That might be the first time ever. Yeah, the pressure's on now. Nice. Okay, so budget. So we know 97. Who did it star? Who was in it? Brad, Brad Pitt. Pitt. But any Brad other? Pitt, David Thules, B.D. Wong. Okay, it's just Brad okay Pitt. yeah, yeah. That's all I needed to know. Yeah, yeah, okay. And Mako. All right, 1997. With Brad Based Pitt. on seven years in Tibet, Heinrich Herr. Was it shot on location? You can't ask that. You can't question. ask that. Oh, this isn't like a spelling bee? <laughs> I don't get, or, it in origin of the Origin of the word, please. Oh, that's the funniest by time <laughs> ever. Uh, fuck. Fuck. 1997. Yeah, way to go, Maddie. It's in English, German, Nepali, Hindi, Mandarin, Tibetan. All right, I'm ready. I don't feel good, but I hit the year, so I'm already off to a good start. You're winning my books. 
Okay, go ahead, Matt. All right, I said the budget was nineteen point eight million, and I said it made forty nine point seven. I didn't do well there. No, I'm so off if he's right. I said oh, I'm wrong. The budget was thirty two million, and it made one fifty seven. One hundred and fifty seven million. It's Brad Pitt. The budget was seventy million. Holy mother of God! Well, it's a lot of on location in Tibet. That must be so expensive mm-hmm. to shoot. What did you Chinese say that? What did you say it was thirty-two million? So it doesn't matter. We're both way it off. It doesn't matter. Well, thirty-two. What is it? <laughs> so then, hold 70 on. Seventy million. Well, Just I for only the have to be within fifty million. No, no five, five million. Budget, oh, five. Sorry, fifty of the box even office. then. I already said forty-nine for the box office, and it's seventy. So I'm I'm done. Mm-hmm. Game what over for me. What is the one hundred and thirty-one million? Oh, I'm in. I'm. I did it. Yeah, I know. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But it's, I know. I'm the score. Hey, <laughs> it's a push. No, but, but that feels great, man. Just that to stay, great. stay alive. Well, and I'm not so far off on the 32 million. I thought you're gonna. I thought you're gonna say 60 million. And I said, see, we that's why I was to gonna to say you. seven years in Tibet's a terrible one because we have. We're just shooting. Like, I thought it was a great one. I thought it was a great one. Okay, uh, Doctor just, Strange. Doctor quick. Strange to me is back way to back movie games. Fuck. Uh, Doctor Strange. Could we have two release dates in a row? Oh wow! Well, well, this one was this recent. one was last year or something. Yeah, but you guys are stoners. So. That's very true. Very very true. I, I'd say the probability of you guys guessing is a bit higher. I have my guess ready. Okay, I'm ready. Did you write it down? Yeah, I have written down 2015. I have 2018. 2016 <laughs> and the prophecy fulfills itself fuck you i was one year off you, you were you're the neighborhood you thought it was last year you think the, no the that second was one. two years ago we're in 2020 yeah, we're in 2020 still another one came out since the first doctor strange no only out. one doctor strange has come out are you sure yeah i think there's oh no he's been in a few he was in the Avengers. he's in the fucking he was uh either way let's do this quick budget holy and box office this one's gonna be real tough I just thought she was so much more better in some way than Barry Weiss. I found her so much more interesting. Yeah, but that's a pretty low bar. I guess so. And she was gorgeous. Wasn't it weird when she almost had a panic attack six minutes in because you drank too many energy drinks? If you watch it, she like freaks out. I have some wild numbers here, man. Yeah, me too. I have some wild numbers. You want me to go first? Yeah. So... I was going to say 120 million for the budget, but I changed it to 169 because it's our 69th episode. Okay. Um, and I think it made, in honor of today, 420 million. 420, right. folks. I said it cost 196 million. So I went the opposite of you. I swapped mm. those numbers around and I said it made $582 million. What do we got, Kamara? Budget a hundred and sixty-five million. Booyah! Wow! Wow! wow. <laughs> Booyah! Yeah, that was huge. Especially when you said the change, I was like, "He did it!" Wow! What a piece of shit! <laughs> and box office uh, six hundred and seventy-seven yeah, million. Yikes. You guys didn't account for how many Chinese people watch it because they had a Celtic priest. Six hundred and seventy-seven million dollars. Mm-hmm. That's what Doctor Strange made. I would like to make that much money. Do you ever walk around? It was one of the most successful Marvel movies. Go figure, eh? Well, who does it offend? It, it's cool. It's a magic. friend of ours says it's his favorite. A friend of ours. Yeah, or a designer friend. In the mafia? Yeah, friend of ours, yeah. Anyway. 
back to uh she wasn't allowed yeah. to wa- read uh harry potter imagine having a parent like that like you would just revolt right away like when they're so unreasonable well, you so know? she she has become a diehard wwe fan just to give a big screw you yeah, but she also got crazy good work ethic and came to the States and is killing it, right? Would I want to say they all have good work ethics, but she was like, she called him out on being yeah, on a positive, positive stereotype. stereotypes. Oh, that. I thought that was super interesting because I think she's controversial in that she was at that speaking engagement with Daryl Davis, Sargon of Akkad, yeah. um, the other guy, Count Dunk, Dunkula. Dankula. Dankula, thank you. Simon's drinking another dog bowl. And what do you guys think after you saw Daryl Davis and someone saw him a neo-Nazi? Can you see why, what they, in their madness, what they see? They see him just hanging around neo-Nazi, so he's a neo-Nazi. He, he's a sympathizer for them. Well, I mean, they did have black people in the Ku Klux Klan, right? Okay. I just meant in this situation. To say you're a sympathizer is a weird, that's a weird... It's a weird term right away because it has sympathy in it. I mean, he has sympathy in that he feels bad for them for sure, but he's not like sympathetic to their cause. You can be sympathetic to a person who's not a good person. Of course. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was odd that we just heard about him and then she was talking about being at this conference yeah. where they call the cops in. Do you guys think it's weird that no one cares about Antifa? Isn't it more empathy at that point, sorry, than sympathy for a bad person? Well, if they could recognize it empathy, maybe they'd be inspired, but I think they see it as sympathy, and that's why they call mm-hmm. him a neo-Nazi. Right, right. Sorry, back to your Antifa thing, what? Well, she was saying Antifa was trying to shut this thing down, and it just seems like Antifa is going unchecked. No, which like, I get like, what she was saying. Like she was like, if this was the right wing, I think the diff- the only difference is that Antifa isn't connected with an already heinous group. And what I mean by that is like, <clears throat> if I if I go to a neo-Nazi march, we all know what the Nazis did. That's a group that we're well aware that you don't want to be associated with. Whereas Antifa is just like, you're, you're not sure. You're just like, they're a part of the left. Some of them are just fighting the good fight and some throw bike locks at you and are cowards. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's not a recognizable... Nah, but I think we sort of agree if they're trying to shut down speech, they're not fighting the good fight. Well, I thought it was interesting that she said, you know... Uh, people on the left, they look at, they don't know what Antifa is. Like, it's such a new thing. And they look at it like, oh, well, these are the people who are the bulldogs for us. They're doing the, they're, they're doing the shitty work that the other side is doing. So it's necessary. They have no idea that these people are out there smashing people with red hats, with bike locks. And y- you know what I mean? It's, I just don't think anybody knows. It could also just be an answer to the other side. There's always, you know, the yin and the yang, right? Like, well, if the media wanted people to know about them, they would. It's just. But are Trump supporters out there beating people up and stuff? No, no they're I getting don't beat think up. So, well, I, I just, you know, I, I don't think. It's like she was saying about, uh, and I don't even know if this really happened, but the guy driving the van into the Charlottesville. No, no, no. To no. the Republican oh, tent. Yeah, yeah, and the Trump supporters. And the Trump son tweeted out, you know, if this had been the other way around, we'd be having a... Uh, yeah, like, it'd be a hate crime, a terrorist And we'd attack. be breaking it down, and you'd never hear the end of it, you know? That's what I'm talking about. I know. It's just, it's just a weird, blind eye. Society is, like, just letting them... I don't know. I don't know what to do about it, anyways. I go back to it, though, Kamar. <laughs> if it... <laughs> A lot of those people on the Trump side that would drive the truck in would usually have some ties to like some sort of hate group. Whereas 
we don't, you know. Antifa is a hate group. Well, we're not there yet, though, is well, my point. It's, it, it's being allowed just to. I get it, but we can, a Nazi, everyone knows, is like, it's a bad thing, right? That's a, that's a trigger word for everyone, so. But we know that they can be a, just a ignorant, uninformed person who can change. Yeah, that's why I agree. I agree with you. It's crazy to think like Daryl Davis is a neo-Nazi because he sympathized. That's how this started, this conversation. I agree, totally. And I'm saying I don't think people should sympathize with Antifa. No, what should happen but is... But then hold on, but then you have... Well, okay, fine. Go ahead, Simon. I was going to say there needs to be better... Um, explanation to everybody exactly what Antifa is and you're not getting that because the it's people who are giving group. you the information well I mean maybe they're like are they doing stories about I don't watch fucking Fox News and no, things I, like I, that I'd so. say if you you heard about the Proud Boys do you think you only heard about the Proud Boys through this I think I heard about the Proud Boys in mainstream news no I only heard about it through Rogan fair enough here's the other thing Kamar is um, neo-Nazis hate Jews and black people and immigrants and Antifa hates fascists and no one, none of us really know a fascist. So to us, it's like, well, who are these guys even fighting? You know what I mean? Like that's, well, I think. And they're deciding the definition of fascist. It's ridiculous. Chinese, not, Chinese are fascist. Sure, sure. Antifa is fascist. Okay, but what I'm saying or though is. culture is fascist. What I'm saying is like, we don't recognize, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I do. I know exactly what you mean. So that's the difference is it's tough to recognize Antifa as like a, a hate group or a terrorist group because you're like, you're not really sure what they're fighting and it always kind of changes to match, you know, the, the flavor of the month. And I say half of them are probably good people. Half of them are fuckers. I'd say that about any group, you know, like it's a, it's a nice girl who's following your boyfriend because he's into it or whatever, or vice versa. I think a lot of it too is just people that are like young and looking for violence. It's not necessary. They're, they're, they're not making anything better that or, or, um, enacting positive change. I'm just saying, if you're a young dude with a lot of pent up anger and you know there's a bunch of people wearing black, throwing rocks and beating people up ad nauseum, and you can do it with a bandana on, like I think there's a lot of people that just show up for just that and are fighting like yeah. a fake fight. And here they call it Antifa. Overseas they call it Al Qaeda or fucking ISIS. Can I have that ashtray, Kamar? Again, why don't we have three ashtrays down here? What's going on? This is. This is a mess. Unprepared this, for episode 69. Did you just compare podcast. Antifa to the Taliban? Uh, not the yeah, Taliban. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Not the Taliban. The I said Al-Qaeda or uh, ISIS. Because I think those are young, unaffected men who are just angry. I knew what he you know meant. What I mean, they I get sucked in. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's literally the same I knew what thing, he meant. but allowed to, who knows. Well, they drove a van into Trump supporters. It's, it's escalating. And what Joe's always said is the people will punch back and that's when the problems really start yeah but even then kamar like the same way i would say that the person that drove through a bunch of people at charlottesville probably wasn't all there upstairs the person that drove into the trump supporters also wasn't yeah. there upstairs they just support different sides the, it doesn't really represent the problem is you're picking a fight with people who their whole thing is that they're allowed to carry guns you know what i mean uh -huh. like it just seems like a stupid way to go about and and it's all fine and dandy when you're running around smashing people from behind with fucking who are wearing hats that you don't like but what happens when that person who you just smashed gets back up like joe says you know and has a gun or whatever you know dude we were talking about it two minutes ago if the chinese land on the u.s shores you're gonna want all the trump supporters on your block to be real fucking cool with you 
because I guarantee you they have way more guns than you. Better well, armed. And that's, you know, I was listening. I know you, whatever. I was listening to a podcast today and they were saying um, anybody who asks you to give up your guns is a bad person, period. Because why are they asking you to do that when in the big scheme of things, you're not, the gun control isn't going to affect um it's never going to get down to the streets. Do you know what I mean? Like that, that's a whole different conversation, but asking people to just blanket, give up their guns. You're asking them to do that for, well, the problem is reasons beyond the person asking the person to give the guns has a gun. Well, has all the guns. So how, why, why do you get the gun? And I don't, okay. I have a problem with what you're saying though, in that it, it has in history. We've shown that like, again, I know it's a smaller country, but, in Australia, they had a big mass shooting, and the government said, we'd like you all placed to just give up your guns, and they did. And that was like two decades ago, and the government hasn't taken over in tyranny. There's not like, you know, I get it. The country's on fire right now. I don't necessarily blame the government for that. I they mean, would have had to do this in the 50s, but the Constitution is just... We've we've gone down this rabbit hole before. No, I'm not no, trying no. to get. Listen, I'm pro. I think you should be able to have a gun if you want. I don't give a shit. I'm playing devil's advocate here, and I'm just saying that. Listen, my contention has always been, uh, like I just said, these are two different conversations, and there's a way to go about trying to get the guns off the street, but it's a different conversation than just having people give up their guns. You know, there it, it's about safety and responsibility and. That's it, man. It's just like owning a car. It's just like anything else. And I also think it's following. I mean, it's so extreme. It'd be crazy. But what she was saying about how Singapore, like most of the housing is public housing. Mm-hmm. And it's all like socially engineered to have a, yeah, to have a the, diverse group of people there's, there's living no, amongst each other. Because here there are neighborhoods. Yeah, but like it's even, all even groups, this city, it's Little Italy, little it's ghetto, Chinatown. Ghettos. She called them ghettos. I think she was using ghettos not in a negative connotation. Just no, I know, yeah. It's a ghetto of this ethnicity. She rhymed off a bunch of them. Dude, you lived in Toronto. There's a fucking little everything. Absolutely. There is not a single group that is not represented in Toronto. Probably New York, too. I mean. And it's, it's very interesting how we go. Wow, I mean, it makes sense. You're going to go around people you know. But it allows for um, not, I said, think of it as say integration. I sound like Assimilation. A, a bad person or something like that. Like it makes so much more sense. I think that's what America has to do. Well, it's just you learn about other cultures and then you're not as afraid of them or as, uh, I don't know, just as dismissive of them. You realize, oh, this guy's just like me, just has, just looks a bit different. We live on the same a, street. We live yeah. in the same house. There's, he shoveled my fucking laneway. He there's cl- probably yeah. less like, you know why some schools they make kids wear uniforms? Yeah. So you just can't see any difference in class yeah, yeah. just as a distraction. I think that's the same thing with this uh, makeup of, well, everyone's got a house, so you don't have to hate on. Is that why they do that? that? That's wow. brilliant. Well, the, the, it's what, a the utopia. Uniform? Yeah. I always assumed it was a control thing. No, no. Well, it's it, a uh, conformity, but it's also so people don't. It's a two birds stoned at once thing. Yeah. Yeah, we're all on an even playing field yeah, and how yeah, we dress yeah. for school. Yeah, now it doesn't matter because everyone shows up with a sicker iPhone, and you know, there's ways shoes, shoes. Yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> um, isn't Jimmy it, stinks. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, that's fine. Isn't it amazing how um, how the world is now? With um, <laughs> we give all our information freely to the government. 
everything, right? Like with Facebook and all of that shit. Like it's just all out there. Well, hold on. The census, you have to give your information anyway. Not like that. I mean, well, in, much more personal. But in China, they're just doing it with cameras in the streets. Yeah. They're just finding out who you are. Not even. Well, <laughs> they, they just take. This it. is to my point. But they, they also have the social credits. The now. only difference is that we think that we're free. And they know that they're not. You know what I mean? I do but not feel like I'm free. They're getting us to do all their dirty work. It's like the greatest trick the devil ever played was to make you think that... The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was making the world believe he didn't exist. No, no, no. I, I know what the actual okay. quote is. I'm saying, like, the greatest trick the devil ever played was making us believe that... Um, we're not policing each other. You know what I'm saying? Like we're doing their work for them. They don't mm -hmm. even have to do that anymore. Everything, all the dirty work we're happy to do for, um, Anunnaki. for a new iPhone. You know what I'm for saying? The Anunnaki. No, not for the Anunnaki. Oh, I see. Who are we doing it for? Yeah. Maybe for the, it always comes back to who is they to, to the Anunnaki. Who is they? And from her discussion, they is China. Yeah, it sounds Could a lot be. like that. Yeah, they probably know more about Epstein than anyone. I mean, they probably have all the info on everybody. Everybody, and it's apparent with um, Hollywood bowing down to him, the NBA bowing down to him. Imagine well, no, that's capitalism, though. It's just business. But there's other countries they won't work with. Maybe they don't have as much money, or they they think there's corruption there or something. Well, you, China? you know what China does. They go over, they prop up a shitty economy in some country so they can put their factories in there. Like, it's crazy, man. They're unstoppable. They are a fucking problem. But we've, we've been through too all late. that. It's too late. What else you got there, Simon? Or are we done? Um, the Journey Singer story, just on a lighter note. Well, I knew he was Filipino the whole time. I was like, it's that? It's crazy how that just mirrors that marky mark movie though like uh rockstar yeah that's the whole it's the exact movie like it's it's crazy man and i think there's been other situations maybe with leather lesser bands but he, didn't in excess didn't in excess get a singer from ontario they did a reality show yeah, dude, a that guy ended up. Yeah, and the guy that won ended up being like hooked on drugs. Yes, that's right. Didn't he kill himself or something? Dude, he said the funniest thing I think ever. He killed they did this expose on him, and he was like, I was doing all sorts of drugs, tons of drugs. And they were like, What about now? He's like, Now I'm clean. And then you hear the guy off camera. You know where they do that thing where you can hear someone like off mic? You can kind of hear them, but they do the subtitles, and it's like, uh, I saw you smoking a joint before we did the interview. And he goes, yeah, I still smoke weed. That's God's breath. And dude, I was like, God's breath. Yeah. And dude, amazing. I was like, I was like, oh my God, oh. this is my new favorite person. God's breath. That's great. Mark that one down. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it, man. It was intense. This was a great episode. Though. I thought intellectual false flags was a great um idea because that is what they're doing it's just you know they can do it on the internet now you know you, you don't have to have you don't have to shoot a fucking plane out of the air to to make your to make your ploy anymore <laughs> anyways you don't have to shoot a plane out of the air to make your ploy anymore <clears throat> all right Kamar, we'll start with you rate it up buddy jd fortune Who's J.D. Fortune? The Canadian singer for NXS. Yeah, that was the dude, yeah. Did he commit suicide? No, I don't think so. 
Rate it, Simon. Someone rate it. Uh, I give this one a three. It was three, three, and the week was a three. It all makes sense. He's still alive. Uh, I actually, I give this a four. I'm with Kamar. I also give it a four. I thought this was a really good episode. I Not mean, five territory, but it was uh, for someone like I had no idea what she was going in. No idea what she was going to talk about. Like her mission. Liked her. What was her name? Michelle Chen. Did I get that wrong, Kamar? Melissa. Sorry, Melissa Chen. My apologies. And she was easy on the eyes if you're watching it. It was great. But I swear to God, at the beginning, she had a panic attack where she had to take her jacket off because of the energy drinks. What What did you rate it? Wasn't it the turmeric coffee? Four. No, it was bang, bang energy. Okay, okay. She's like, I just had two of them and I'm freaking out. (laughs) It almost really got off the rails. All right. I guess that's it, isn't oh, it? Oh, only two two episodes, yeah. Do you want to change your rating for the week? Can, we, can we, we stop that, by the way? Stop what? The re-rating the week now. It was an interesting... Um, oh, you don't like the... Experiment, but I, I don't care for it so okay. much. Yeah. It just... I don't know. It just... It's like I know what my ratings were. It's not hard to know that my two for the week were three. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just... I don't know. Absolutely. How about this? From now on... If you feel like it, when we're done, you just you announce. can chime in perfect with your change of number, and I'll mark it down. If no, you, if you we'll do it in the post, Joe. No, no, no. It has to be done in the episode because I actually like that because there are times where I no, no, that's fine. There yeah. are times where I, I'm like, this is a two week, and then after we talk about, it, I'm like, you know what? Solid three. I just don't think I should be forced into a re-rating. I'm happy. You're not forced to, into um, shit. Mark down your Simon. If you don't even want to fucking show up, then do- no, I'm kidding. Post, Joe. Mm. That might be troublesome. Thank you again for listening. Yeah, thanks so much for listening. Uh, if you guys want to email us, you can do so. Uh, we have an email. It's jreepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, it's jreepodcast. You can follow Kamar on Instagram. At Kamar Babar. For the weather. You can follow him on Twitter as well. At Kamar Babar. <laughs> You can follow Simon on Instagram. <laughs> at Bigfoot Sighting Society. And you can follow me on Instagram, at Floydy, F-L-O-Y-D, with five E's. Uh, we have a Reddit or a subreddit. It's uh, Reddit slash R slash whatever. It's J-R-E-E podcast. You can't miss it. Um, and our Patreon. Uh, it's patreon.com slash J-R-E-E podcast. You can join for as little as a dollar a month. Uh, you'll get the post Joe early as well as, uh, three episodes of this won't age. Well, a series where we go back, we each pick an old episode. We listen to it. We do what the fuck we do here. I believe that's it. Thank you so much for listening. I hope everyone has a great week weekend and, uh, keep your eyes open.